is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their websites. Again, head over to freetalklive.com. Dot com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And, of course, your calls are welcome. Uh, just to start things out here tonight, there uh, there's a little bit more news about Porkfest. I mean, as we're still kind of winding down. And by the way, I have to say... Uh, t- today I've just—it's been a fantastic day for me. I mean, I've—I've I've been catching up on some of the stuff that I'd gotten behind on, and I—I was—I was concerned I would be further behind, but uh, I've managed to uh, to do a fairly decent job of catching up. Maybe it's just the beautiful weather, but like mm-hmm. Porkfest has—I feel like Porkfest has reinvigorated me, as though not that I was down and out or anything like that. I, I wasn't like in the doldrums or anything at all uh, before Porkfest, but I don't know. There's a there's like a new—I I feel like I have a new level of uh, of energy. I think after Porkfest, yeah, Y'all it's fun that? being around that environment. I I came back uh, pretty exhausted because I was running around filming things and oh, yeah. lugging equipment for most of the weekend, and it was seventeen hour days. But uh, it is it's exciting to see all of the different things that are happening. I I got home and finally got the chance to listen through the uh, Free Talk Live episodes from Porkfest and hearing about all the different things that people are doing. And seeing how it's just a fraction to, almost of the things that are, that are going on. We couldn't cover yeah. everything and talk to everybody we wanted to talk to. And there's there's stuff going on in Savannah. There's stuff going on around the country in these different little pockets starting to pop up. And mm-hmm. I think those are going to serve as sort of uh, uh, recruiting grounds to where people will will sort of get, gain some experience, practice some of this stuff, see how much fun it is, and then the, some of the best of the best are going to want to eventually, I think, come to New Make Hampshire. The move. Yeah. I mean, how could you not want to? I mean, when you're when you're going to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and you're around literally hundreds of other like minded people having a blast up in the woods of uh, Lancaster, New Hampshire at Rogers Campground, how how could you not want to come and and join those people full time year round or at the very least part of the year, as uh, Mark Stevens was talking about? And he's Mm -hmm. he's even more jazzed now. He kind of toyed with the idea of, uh, you know, doing like a, a, a summer home in New Hampshire, that kind of thing. And now he sounded even more serious about it. So. Uh, and of course, the more names that come up here like that, the more likely the word is going to get spread. And it's just, it's fantastic. Last night, we started the show out with some controversy that had bubbled up kind of after the fact. It uh, started happening toward the very end of Porkfest with the allegations about the uh, the federal agent being there. And uh, the discussion, I think, that was on the show last night essentially centered around the idea that, so what? Uh, maybe it's true that there are federal agents in uh, in in attendance at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but if you aren't a terrorist, you know if you're not plotting to do violence against the government, uh, and you're not susceptible to plotting to do violence, in that a uh, Fed couldn't come along and say, "Hey, you should go blow something up," and you'd go and do it. Uh, so if you're not if you're of peace as we are, then you don't have anything to be concerned with. And the other thing would be selling drugs. I would think, like, what are the two? What are the things that people would be afraid about in regards to the Feds? Selling drugs, violence. Well, I'm not violent. I do some drugs. I don't sell them. Uh, and if you do sell drugs, you should be smart and only sell to people you trust. So what are the other things that could be a, you know, Well, dangerous? I mean, all of the unlicensed things, they could come in and the decide The feds aren't to... going to do that, though. Uh, who all knows? those licenses are local. I mean, maybe with the exception of alcohol sales. The alcohol and also the food. That's, you know, FDA, I guess. Yeah, I, I the don't feds know. don't license. You know, you go to your local restaurant. There's no federal... Uh, Permit or anything like that. You know how they can, you know, read the laws to, to say yeah, but whatever they want. I mean, how? Come on, be realistic. What is the federal government going to bust somebody for selling some baklava? That seems I doubt pretty it. unlikely. Yeah, I doubt it. So well, I, 
I think that the feds are liable to do lots and lots of different things. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, the, the list is long and sorted as to what they're liable to do. However, I still agree with you that the best thing to do is to treat them with love and respect while they're there. And then, um, you know, the the most that they can take away from it is, like, look, these are just a bunch of nice people that yeah. have their own way of living. And, you know, they're going to go off and, and do their own thing. So uh, so the, I mentioned last night that what's kind of started all this was one of the activists, uh, Eric Voorhees, who's a listener and amplifier of the show, uh, called out the person who had called out, and I'll name names because he's on the line. He wants to talk to us about it. John Bush, uh, we had on the show a number of times uh, over the last Great few actor. years. Yeah, really a great activist from the Austin area. He was up there, and uh, he had called out the alleged Fed on stage during the Soapbox Idol. And so I informed John of the, those threads that existed over the Free State Project Forum and the Free Keen Forum, and he went and he posted his response. And so he is here now. And the, the, the response did include an apology, by the way, uh, which I thought was really heartfelt. And, and John, uh, calling from KC, is Kansas City? Where, where are you, John? I'm in Kansas City, Missouri okay. right now. Got it. Kansas City, you're back on Free Talk Live, and uh, thanks for calling in tonight. Right on. Thanks for having me. Um, I guess I just wanted to start by issuing a public apology uh, to not only the Free State Project, but also to Christopher Mecker himself uh, for publicly uh, inferring that he might be a potential uh, federal agent. Uh, I think that was the wrong way, looking back, to go about it in that public fashion. Uh, while I do have much uh, evidence and many suspicions um, that potentially we could chat about. Uh, I think that was the improper manual to handle that. I know that's been happened in the past. Uh, Catherine Bleich, my girlfriend's been run through the mud on that. So I think it was hypocritical of me to go ahead and jump to conclusions and put that out there in public like that. So I just wanted to start with that. But I think it's important to note uh, it's, it's potential that he's not a federal agent. Uh, there's a whole multitude of agents, all the way from corporate infiltrators. And it's interesting to note that Christopher himself, in our conversations, told me you know, it's not the federal guys you need to worry about all the time. Sometimes there's corporate infiltrators that you need to worry about, too. What would that mean? Like, what would a corporate infiltrator do? Uh, well, <laughs> upon some preliminary research, and again, this is just research, so I want to make this absolutely clear. I haven't fully vetted this. Maybe I shouldn't say it, but I did link his name to Lockheed Martin. Um, so it's potential, and it's also possible that his father worked for Lockheed. But again, again, I haven't fully vetted that. It's not 100% sure. Uh, but potentially someone could work for a defense contractor or some sort of organization or business that the activism and the message of the Free State Project could be detrimental towards, and they could be interested in that sense. Uh, not to mention also G20 was going on uh, during Free State Project, and G20 was just on the other side of the border in Canada. I'm sure uh, the establishment is where Free State Project's radical uh, uh, positions, and perhaps they may have thought that maybe they were going to assemble and do something silly, uh, but of course, that's all speculation. But the point yeah, I was trying to hold, get... Hold on, let's stop right there, because the Free State Project doesn't take any positions. The activists within the Free State Project who have moved here to, uh, you know, see that the maximum role of government is protection of life, liberty, and property, that's what they have in common. Uh, within that, they have a multitude of different beliefs, but the Free State Project itself doesn't take a position. That's a good point of clarification, but I have to yeah. say I understand where John's coming from. Yeah. Like, from the government people's perspective, all they see is violence, because that's their tool. You know, that's what they use. Mm-hmm. And so when they hear about a, a group that may be in favor of freedom, they're going to see them as anti-government, so-called. Certainly. And they're going to jump to the conclusion, likely, that, well, they must be a big militia group if they don't like the government, and so therefore they, uh, they must be dangerous. Dangerous. I don't know why they haven't learned their lesson yet, but they are the government. They're pretty slow. So that, that would kind of make sense. 
But that is a good point. That was me engaging a little groupthink there. So, uh, so yeah, you did post some of your reasons that you kind of believe that he was suspicious. This individual, uh, and uh, you know, I see I see no reason to name names uh, as far as who he is. Uh, but you, you posted some of those reasons, uh, and I thought some of them were persuasive. Do you want to share some? Sure. Um, number one, according to Mariana Vika, and I'll say her name because we got this on video, Mecker approached her and asked her if she knew anybody that is, quote, unquote, quote, uh, selling drugs for cash. She double confirmed this for me on video, and he denied it multiple times on the record as well. Uh, secondly, Mecker was reported to have asked someone about the Free State Project, and if they had any affiliation with the militia. Now, I again asked him this twice on video. He denied it both times. And when we had another meeting with some of the Free State Project organizers, I'm sorry, Porkfest organizers, uh, he then indicated that, in fact, he did ask that specifically if the Free State Project has an affiliation with any militia. Um, something uh, new that just came out on the Free Keen Forum, apparently he also asked somebody if they knew where to get marijuana in Keene and then later contradicted himself by saying he wasn't looking for marijuana because he already had enough. Um, he continuously asked Portfest organizers about the Free State Project's security. He uh, went from campsite to campsite, from group to group, asking very probing, intrusive questions. Very strange behavior, and he was the guy was definitely creeping people out. I mean, that was kind of the uh, the message I got from folks. John, do you want to hang around and continue this discussion? Yes. All right, more with John Bush here in a moment at 800-259-9231. Is it a federal agent? If it is, what does it matter? It's Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those. You can get news updates, get clued in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll get it in your email box or via Twitter or Facebook, whichever way that works best for you. Uh, you can have that. Go to news.freetalklive.com, and it's totally free, so get signed up. News.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking a, a case to court, but you're intimidated by the, the legal system? Jurisdictionary.com is the it, it's the course that's uh, there to help you. Um, if you don't want to pay for a lawyer, but you want to take a case to court, Jurisdictionary will show you how to get evidence, fill out their forms, move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings, everything. It's been written by a doctor of jurisprudence uh, who wants uh, you protected against people, uh, members of his own profession, the, in, a, in a manner that the average eighth grader can grasp in less than 24 hours. It's Jurisdictionary.com. It's, got, it's an exhaustive amount of information that you get for the low, low price of I think it's about two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, when you do buy it, make sure you use the pull down mention uh, menu and mention Free Talk Live. All right, so we continue here. We're talking about federal agents infiltrating the liberty movement, uh, and this has kind of been at least the last couple of Porcupine Freedom Festivals, which we just returned from over the weekend. Uh, this has kind of been one of the things that gets passed around quietly from campsite to campsite, like who might be the Fed, and it's it's kind of been like a fun little game. 
Although this weekend, things got pretty bad. Uh, and it was a result of, you know, vicious rumors kind of spreading around and then things going public. Uh, and, and John Bush is with us. And you're the, you're the guy that made it public. You have publicly apologized, which I think is, uh, you know, a really honorable thing to do, uh, even though you still have your suspicions. And I think rightly so. The guy was acting, from what I understand. I didn't, so everybody told me I'd met the guy, but I didn't even remember meeting him. So he didn't even make an impression on me uh, as to being creepy or not. But a lot of the people that I trust were saying that he was creeping them out with the questions that he was asking. So that was, you know, that was good enough for me. Uh, but as a result of outing him publicly, there was uh, some some fallout, which was really particularly negative. Uh, and if the accusation was wrong, could could really be harmful to somebody. Uh, and that was that uh, the allegations were that uh, somebody had gone through his campsite. But you actually had an explanation for that. I'll let you get to that in a moment, John. Uh, but the allegations were somebody had rummaged through his campsite. And that uh, let's see what uh, what else did they say? The um, there were epithets hurled ye- at him, yelling at him, like, yelling at him at nighttime. Mm-hmm. He, this is the part that I don't understand: is if um, if one is not a federal agent and one is being uh, ch- chastised by a large group of people, and you feel alienated at a campsite campground where uh, you know this a bunch of people of the like of like minders are around, wouldn't you just pack up and leave? I mean, it seems to me that only a person who feels it's their job and their duty would stay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being crazy. John Bush, your comments? Uh, no, I don't think that's crazy at all. He stuck around, and in fact, I believe he's still in New Hampshire right now. He went to Keene afterwards for the after party, and mm-hmm. it's his intention to move to the free state. Uh, he already made that decision, interestingly enough, uh, without having visited and with very minimal knowledge about the free state outside of Keene and what Ridley's doing. Uh, very minimal knowledge whatsoever. He's a very he's an amateur to the movement, which is interesting in and of itself. But that's not something negative. However, it is interesting to me. I've been involved for eight years now, and only became aware of the Free State Project about two years ago. I kind of consider the Free State Project to be like enlightened, advanced libertarian activism. And for somebody to go from zero to a hundred like that, it raises concerns. Also, yeah, not it, to mention, it, it, I mean what. Okay, it does throw up red flags when somebody comes up and they don't quite get the liberty message and they ask some of these questions like this because... Yeah, are you affiliated with the militia group? I mean, that should be one of those things that's pretty clear. There's no evidence whatsoever of that. It's a very strange question to ask for somebody who has said, yeah, I'm going to move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Very strange. Yeah, so I asked him, you know, how he got involved in the freedom movement. Uh, and, and all the while, a lot, all the libertarianism that he spoke about was very mainstream stuff. Like, he's a very big fan of Judge Napolitano. And uh, when he told me about the Campaign for Liberty, he said, yeah, the Campaign for Liberty. And then he read almost verbatim what their mission statement is from their website. I asked him in detail a little bit more about their structure and how they're made up and the national level, and he didn't know much about it. And then I asked him how he got involved again, and he contradicted this on multiple times. Um, and he said that it was through the Ron Paul campaign. So I said, oh, that's great. Did you hear about Ron Paul before or after the, the primary election? And he couldn't tell me. So for somebody that's so into the freedom movement that they decide to pack up and move to New Hampshire, leave his girlfriend, which I just recently found out he, before he was planning on coming with his girlfriend, then they mysteriously broke up. A week later, he's here without her. Um, for him not to even remember if he got involved with Ron Paul before the election, and meaning that he doesn't remember the election, then that's suspect again, another red flag. So there are all these you know, red flags, and certainly I know that you agree, John, that the, the allegations of what happened to him uh, are pretty outrageous. You shared that in, in your posts. What was the explanation for the campsite thing? Sure. So uh, I said what I said during my rant. 
And then afterwards, I approached him, and we spoke for about 30 minutes or so in detail. And towards the end of it, we both agreed that maybe it would be good if we could face his accusers. You know, obviously, that's a, a, a wonderful thing. Um, and then also, he wanted to talk to some of the organizers um, because he was concerned as well. And plus, again, he's, he, his, his, I believe it to be a cover, but it may be true. It was a marketing company. He wants to do marketing service for the Free State Project. So after our conversation, he went back and got a beer. Uh, by this time, the rant, uh, the soapbox battle ended. Then we had our meeting with uh, a few of the Porkfest organizers, myself. And at this point, he said, you know, while I was speaking with John, and it was suspect of me because he believed this occurred on purpose, uh, he said, I went back to my campsite while I was talking to John. There was a tent posted up on my campsite, and one of the people, one of my neighbors said they saw somebody rummaging through my stuff. Uh, it was also posted uh, by Eric Voorhees that, uh, that Christopher went to the organizers with these concerns, and the organizers were more concerned with further investigation than these problems. That's absolutely untrue. Myself and the organizers, I believe we were very uh, adamant in ensuring that Christopher felt safe. He later revealed to me that after I put him uh, out, I outed him in public that he felt unsafe. Uh, to me, I felt really bad about that. That was my last intention. So we did everything we could, myself and the organizers, to correct this problem. Um, one of the organizers said, uh, you know, if that's the case, we absolutely do not condone that. We have no idea what happened. If we find out that somebody's going through your stuff, we'll do everything we can to reprimand them. Uh, he said he'd feel comfortable if we went with him to check it out. He picked who he wanted to go check it out. And for the next two hours, we went around. It, it didn't take two hours, but we were walking around for two hours with this gentleman. We went back to his campsite to find a small tent. Uh, we peeked inside. There was no sleeping bag. There was a bag with diapers sticking out. So we thought this was very bizarre. Uh, we decided we're going to further investigate, maybe ask some of the people that were posted around his site. And as we were walking away, a woman walks up with a light. And it turns out that she had put her tent on campsite number 81 or 51, I think it was, uh, the RV campsite, not the tent site. So it so turns out that was a mix-up then. Yeah, they're, coincidence. Yeah, they have, I uh, imagine it was her that maybe opened up his tent because she was going to meet her friends, and she was trying to confirm that it might have been his tent site. I'm not mm -hmm. sure, though, but I imagine that was all that happened with that situation. Sure. I mean, if, if you're, um, you've been assigned uh, a room or a place um, at the campsite, and then somebody's at your campsite that you've, been, you've paid for and you've been uh, assigned to, you're liable to go and say, well, you know, what is this? What, what is this? And you, you know, you open up the tent, see if somebody's in there, take a look around or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's entirely outrageous. All right, I want to continue this. If you don't mind, John, can you stick around? Sure. All right, more with John Bush here in a moment. John, by the way, what's a website you can plug? Uh, TagTexas.org is our group down in Austin. All right, great. More coming up here in uh, moments. John Bush with us here talking about the alleged federal agent at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And we'll talk about the relevance of all this here in a moment and take your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. Whether it's sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving or burgers on the 4th of July, kids associate certain foods with certain occasions. Family traditions are important to them, so when planning your holiday or birthday menu, keep in mind what they like most and invite the kids to cook up a new food tradition. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. The wiki's there with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. You can lose weight the easy way without having to go to the gym or without having to you know, change your life with a diet. Just have to take Lumathin Plus. You go to lumathinplus.com. Uh, it is a uh, well, it, it's a vitamin supplement that essentially contains the uh, the extract of Caraluma. It's a, an Indian cactus that, well, they've used it for hundreds of years for famine uh, situations to suppress hunger, and you can use it to suppress your hunger. Go to lumathinplus.com. I've been taking it for, for uh, quite a while now. It's helping me to lose weight. It's not one of those kind of situations where we're going to lie to you and tell you you're going to lose 10 pounds in 10 days, but you don't have to change your lifestyle. It won't make you jittery, and it works. Lumathin 10 pounds Plus. in 10, 10 days. 10, that's, that's dangerous. Yeah, like yeah. That There's you know, <laughs> situations where you uh, they basically dehydrate you, and, yeah. and you will lose that, but you know, you gain it back. So what was it, LimitinPlus.com? That's correct. All right, 800-259-9231. You're welcome to dial in here, share your thoughts on the allegations that were swirling around Porkfest and have kind of caused uh, some controversy after the fact about a federal agent being uh, present. Now, was it an actual federal agent or was it just a young guy who was maybe a little bit socially awkward, maybe a lot socially awkward? I didn't have the chance to talk to him. John Bush did. Uh, John Bush, you're uh, back on the line with us here. And uh, was there anything else that uh, you felt like needed to be shared on this issue? Uh, yes, it's concerning him, uh, just the contradictions level. And, uh, it was, the suspicions were running all, all around. So I guess I just took it upon myself to further investigate. And again, uh, I'd like to apologize for the, uh, public outing. That was definitely not the best way to go about it, but I'm using this as a learning experience on how to deal with the situation later. But one thing I do want to talk about is a contention that I have with your position and the position of many people on the uh, free keen forum as well as the Free State Project Forum, where this is currently being discussed, and that's the position that uh, as long as you yourself um, do not foolishly you know, enter into some sort of drug deal with somebody you don't know, or as long as you yourself are wise enough not to toss a Molotov cocktail at somebody else's uh, um, suggestion, then you have nothing to worry about. And I take contention with that because... You know, while the guys I'm talking to now on Free Talk Live or while some of the Porkfest organizers are wise enough not to engage in that type of activity, and as, as before, maybe I slipped up, you know, saying Free State Project takes a position. There is a Free State Project. It is an organization. People do sign up to be Free Staters. So if there is one Free State Project member that is ignorant enough, young enough, impressionable enough, naive enough to do something stupid at the... Uh, direction of a potential agent of any kind, then that has the potential to really be disastrous for the entire Free State Project as non-libertarian people do associate other people that belong to the same group as uh, maybe they could be potentially violent. And, like that, this one and, and that's why I think it's important to point out the distinctions that the Free State Project doesn't have members. It has participants who sign and and their their involvement with the Free State Project is solely to move them to New Hampshire, and then once they've moved, they're no longer really part of the Free yeah, State Project. Yeah, but they'll always be associated right. with them. Right, I agree and with that, John. that distinction has been made every single time it's brought up, and it still doesn't work. I well, mean, basically, well, but, 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 it takes time. Well, I think. well, hold on. Now, while I agree with what John's saying here, in mm-hmm. that uh, I know how angry I was when I moved up here. 
And that, that started to wash away over time, and now I've come to a, a position of peace and forgiveness. You know, I'm on the police hugging squad, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I still had the anger when I made the move. So I think John's right in that you know, there, very may, way, there very may well be uh, susceptible people that uh, maybe haven't really been, uh, you know, gotten themselves involved in the movement up here. They're just visiting. They still have that angry uh, demeanor about them um, right. there. And and if it's true that people were shouting and yelling at this guy, then I think that, that there's certainly, I think, some truth to the statement that those people could be there. There's there's no doubt about that. And I think that your your concern is legitimate, John, that, you know, it may somehow rub off on the, the Free State Project. However, all that said, I think there have been a couple of incidents where, you know, somebody has done something questionable, and I don't remember where it happened, but there was some guy that got busted with uh, some guns, and you know, nothing that we would bat an eye at. But there was there was another factor to the case, and anyway, he was a Free State Project uh, participant, and he ended up getting arrested. There wasn't really any fallout from that, and really, there's not much that we can do about those sorts of things, right? I mean, because if if somebody joins the Free State Project, I mean, that could be something the feds do, right? Not to give them ideas, I'm sure they're listening, but, you know, they could join the Free State Project as a federal agent and just, you know, do whatever a violent act... Uh, and then that would be that would supposedly look bad for the Free State Project. But what can you do about that besides, you know, reject them after the fact? Well, we wouldn't want to be associated with that, so we're going to kick him out after the Violent Act happened. Uh, this is a peaceful movement, etc. You can do damage control, but there's not really much that you can do in advance to, uh, you know, to put a stop to that besides spreading a message of peace and, and showing people uh, that that perspective. Yeah, I think the answer really, or a more effective approach, is going to be to reach out to these people and start talking. Talking to him about the ideas of liberty because everybody, you know, the red flags go off when you know someone is not being honest about, you know, their ideas or their viewpoint, how they came to the message of liberty because it's, you know, it's like an orgasm. It's not something that's easy to fake very well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, John I liked it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, Floored where by do I go from there? So, uh, so I think that you know, I think that everybody has come. To, I think the consensus is makes sense here, and I, th- yeah. I think that uh, I don't know what what else there is to say about this. I think everything's going to be better next year. Uh, people are going to be a little bit more cautious about what they say, and uh, maybe you know, maybe we can. We were talking about this on the break. Maybe we turn the uh, find the Fed game into some sort of fun event that's tied in with the uh, uh, assassins <laughs> uh, water gun battle that goes on. Or, or, you know, something like that to where it's more of a joke, to where it's not such a serious thing, and, and we it goes to the links where we're starting to turn it into a Salem witch hunt. Also, I don't think there's anything wrong with necessarily saying to people, hey, this guy creeps me out. Yeah, you know, there's no. nothing wrong with that, and, uh, and kind of passing the word to trusted friends like, this guy's creepy, you know, don't sell him that bag of weed, or whatever, that, that kind of thing. That all makes sense, but keeping it on the down low. And I, I like the approach that you took, John, later on, was to approach him and start interviewing him. Like, you know, if you've got questions about somebody, go ask him. You know, and, and, and you're, as you're saying, you caught him in some contradictions, which is even more the reason to say, hey, this guy's contradicting himself. He's, a we- he's weird, you know. So, any other thoughts for us you want to share tonight, John? Sure. Yeah, just on that note, uh, what's interesting is I originally approached him with a video camera asking him to interview him uh, from a perspective of uh, somebody that's brand new to the movement, you know, why they came out and what they thought about the Free State mm-hmm. Project. And he told me he didn't want to do an interview because being in marketing, he had a self-image to obtain, to maintain, and he was wearing glasses and his hair was messy. So then I later approached him with an audio recorder to overcome those objections, and uh, when the audio recorder was presented to him, he, he stopped talking and he wouldn't say anything. Um, but yeah, you guys you know, are right. But that's uh, not necessarily. Uh, 
that damning? If if you're in business, you want to uh, certainly guard your, rep- your reputation, and certainly when you're new to this liberty, uh, the, all of these liberty ideas, it can seem very strange to the average person. You know, it it gets a lot of people angry at the at what they hear, and so to not want to speak out and be on the forefront, I don't think is all that uh, odd. Apparently, though, he let Dave Ridley interview him. He did, yeah. So, inconsistency. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff, uh, standing alone, of course. Oh, it's hard to hear you. I'm sorry, a lot, of the, okay, a lot of the stuff standing alone wouldn't be enough to really raise suspicion, but whenever you put all the 17, 18 things together, and yep. it does. All right. But I think the important thing is just to remain vigilant and on guard and for everybody to be as smart as possible in dealing with that because there is the potential of, you know, all, all throughout history, uh, establishment has done all it can to infiltrate and, and shut down uh, um, dissent and organizations that present a threat to them. And, you know, and, and you guys, is, you know, to talk y'all up, I think the Free State Project, above many other groups, uh, presents that threat because if y'all are able to fulfill your mission and create a little beacon, a little an oasis of liberty, while all the other people enslaved, they're going to be thinking, wait a second, why are those guys free and not us? Mm-hmm. So I do think that the, you know, the establishment definitely has y'all on alert, and it's important to remain vigilant. And I just want to thank y'all for uh, letting me come on and give my two cents and respond. John, I appreciate it, and I think that uh, I think that it helps. And I, and I, I think it, a big man to come on national radio and make that apology. And John. apologize as well. Tag, tag Texas, T-A-G-Texas.com. Yeah, also LibertyRestorationProject.org. I'm actually sitting at a red light protest right now in the back seat. About right. to hop out. Let's, get, let's get back project. to it. Thanks for being on the show tonight. More coming up with your calls at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. In fact, the features on the site include the main site feature that allows you to submit show prep to Free Talk Live's website, and then uh, other listeners can then vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestions. Maybe it's a news article or a video or a blog post or uh, some questions that you want to ask. You can put it into the site. Other people vote on whether they like or dislike, and then the most liked within a certain time frame uh, will come up to the front page and the top of the website. And it's free, of course, just like everything on our site at freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, we continue taking your phone calls here. Let's talk to Neil in New Hampshire. Neil, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Hello. Yeah, I'd like to... Uh... Uh, preface my comments and saying you'll be lucky if they, if Rogers Campground lets Porkfest come back next year. Why would why would we and be lucky? Well, the reason is is because I think you guys are getting a little out of control. Uh, I heard about an that? incident. I'm I'm going to relate it to it. Uh, I heard about an incident where uh, you're in the middle of I don't know if you personally, but uh, somebody was in the middle of an interview of some sort with uh, I believe the governor of New, of New Mexico, former governor. 
And as soon as uh, apparently they had to change tapes or change reels or something like that, and and so they they took a short break, and in the middle of that, somebody hey, where's a pipe? And then somebody produced a pipe, and immediately right in front of the the ex governor. Produced pipe. Are you serious? Were there children around are you, too? Are you serious? That's a, that is an incident that I heard. Related. No, 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 I did no, not no, no. My, my, my question isn't about that because I was the guy with the pipe. I went up on on stage and smoked <laughs> yeah. out, smoked pot with Rich Paul. But uh, no, right. what I'm, I'm, I'm asking you if you're serious about it, is are you serious that that you mean that that's some sort of a, a problem because somebody smoked uh, pot I'll in front you, of an ex governor? All right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Before you flip out here, let me explain. Uh, Drugs, I, first of all, I think that the whole drug war is, is a bunch of garbage and should be eliminated tomorrow, okay? I, I, I don't do drugs myself, don't care. However, Rogers Campground does care because if it is, they, they can have their entire properties taken from them if there's a perception that there's a lot of drugs going on there. The cops, as you know, will come in and they'll, they'll, they'll do whatever the, they want. Well, the cops did regard. come in and uh, the owner of the campground went down to tell them to go the hell away and never come back. I don't know if they use that terminology. Well, I don't know if he used that I would, terminology. I, I would, at the same time, I could tell you that we all know that there, that there's no rationality with the, with the way mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, the police and 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 uh, the various law enforcement at all the levels um, handle that. But it would be a great excuse for them to to do whatever they want. Sure, you know, I understand Neil, that kind of illegal thing. Neil, it's speculation, and I understand your concern about it. However, I believe, having been there and and seeing what you know what went on and and how you know the things were that that it's misplaced. I I really don't think that that's going to be a problem as far as Rogers Campground not allowing uh, you know the Pork Fest to continue there. Um, I mean, well, okay. Well, that's all right. Uh, you may you your speculation as well. You don't think it's a problem. I think it could be a problem. That being said, I would like to say that the reason why this is this is uh, bothering me also is because I think uh, that the FSP and uh, Free Talk Live uh, specifically has tilted over from being libertarian over into, into libertine. Ah, it, yes, you know one the of difference. Those. Ah, yes. You see, now, if you don't completely agree with Ian on everything, you're, you're one of those. Okay? Yeah, well, no, what I mean I, by that is one of those people that's really offended by the idea of people being maybe a little sexually liberal, that kind of thing. Smoking well, you know, pot, there's, there's different, let me give you my, let me give you my, dip. I don't care about pot. And, you know, I would be, I would be a lot more sexually liberal if I could. Wait, uh, pot you. is the reason you're calling <laughs> in the first place. I mean, you're no, calling I, in I, because I, you think it's offensive that somebody was smoking okay, pot in front of some politician, and now no, you're no, saying no, you don't yes. care about pot. Well, no, which I'm is not, it? First of all, let me tell you, I'm not offended. What I'm saying is that Rogers, who has the business Did they, they come to talk run, to you? Right. I, I'm, I'm you telling you, your, your concern on Rogers right, is misplaced. Uh, you, guys, you guys, okay, all right, you guys obviously don't want to listen, so let me No, 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 well, you're, not, you're, not listening to, you're not listening to me. We've heard what you said. You believe Rogers is going to shut down uh, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. No, I didn't say Festival. that at all. I said I would be surprised if they let you back because you are jeopardizing their business. That's what I, that is what I just said, that they would shut down having the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival at their event. I can tell you that we were oh, at okay, Rogers. Okay, right, hold right, on now. Good. We were at Rogers last year. There was pot smoking going on this year, uh, and there was pot smoking going on last year. And now, now to be truthful, the uh, the pot smoking was a little bit more uh, brazen this year than yep. it was uh, right. last year. And uh, I, I I know that the Rogers people knew that it was happening last year too, so it wasn't like it was a, a secret. And so I don't really see this concern at all. This is a huge moneymaker for Rogers Campground. They uh, they pack their campground in every single year, and they haven't oh, been I, threatened know, I, by I the police. I know that Rogers loves. The business that they're getting, but 
the actions could be jeopardizing them even if they don't acknowledge it right now. Okay, uh, but the indeed. Only thing, the Thanks for I'm your mentioning- fear. Sure. But, and, and the jeopardizing, it's, it's difficult to say, right? Like, cops can do whatever cops want to do. I'm addressing whether or not Rogers is going to let us back next year. And people have already reserved sites. There's already a, a date set. So I think that that concern is overstated. Do you have another concern? Yeah, well, the other concern is the, the general direction of the FSP. By the way, I am an FSP member. I have moved to New Hampshire. Okay, I was there. One of the, I was one of the glass eaters. I've been here for a while. I've been here since two thousand five. Glass eater. However, I'm pretty pretty um, concerned about the direction the FSP has gone. In that, I think that especially Free Talk Live has has become a little bit. I would say that the the difference between libertine and libertarian is one is self indulgence and the other is self reliance. And and yeah, I know you espouse self reliance, but but most of your actions, it seems like you personally, I'm talking about uh, Ian Freeman, uh, not so much Mark, uh, but the the emphasis on the uh, if you'll pardon the expression, the the uh, the, the the things that will uh, get as much press as possible. Um, as so opposed pick to some out. Go ahead, yeah, give me some examples. Uh, what? Well, so. you know the the uh, the, uh, the the constant. Uh, Harping over and over again about the uh, the 420, I guess it is, or the 520 celebration, whatever you call it. Who's constantly uh, harping? Well, you were you were over and over. I mean, I I listen regularly. You you were you were very fixated on on that for quite do a while. T- do we talk about it? Yeah. Is there a reason? Because yeah, it's the most incredibly successful civil disobedience in the world of right. the, the war on drugs. It's got an international press attention by uh, Cannabis Culture magazine. It is uh, Cannabis Culture Online, that's, and it's incredibly fine. successful. And it I, deserves and, to you know, be talked be about. Great. But I'm letting you know that there's a perception among a lot of us that there, that the you are you mean? somewhat derogatory among a lot of people in FSP that and that I know that I talk you know to what? personally. Look, you know what I hear from you. <laughs> what I'm hearing from you is, Ian, I don't like your activism. Ian, I think that your issues are the no, wrong but, issues, but, okay, then and you're, tingi- you you're giving a taint to this movement, and I don't appreciate no. it. That's what you're. That's what I'm hearing from you. And you're going to hang up on me, right? No, no. We, I want to hear what I want to hear what suggestions you have for. My what Ian should do example, to fix this problem. Right, let me let me give you a prime example of 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 the the narrowness that is that is the, the focus that you've been guys been going. When you give your, for example, your Free State Project um, advertisement, and when you when you join the Free State Project, consider Keen, and then it goes on is the center of civil disobedience and so on. That's and not so a Free State and, Project oh, yeah, advertisement. Way, That's not a Free State Project advertisement. It's a Keen advertisement. It's an advertisement for FreeKeen.com. Right. Well, then, then, right. Right. Well, okay. Well, you know what? To somebody outside, it looks like a Free State Project advertisement. It does. I, I don't mean, even know how to address that. What do you want us to do? Take Free State Project off of um, our air so that no, Free King can be no, advertised? No, but I want I want a bigger tent. You guys, you know, like you start your own your radio own. show. That's see, there, there's an unfair statement. <laughs> you don't get to decide what we put on this show. That's and, true. I'm making a suggestion. I'm not forcing you and, to do anything. And I'm making a suggestion. The, the point is of the show. I mean, we are it's media guys. Bigger. I understand. I know what direction I would have liked the Free State Project to go more so. And I agree to some extent that I think that there's some radicals in it that, uh, you know, I don't I don't necessarily like their type of activism. However, what are you and I going to do about it? Bitch and moan, apparently. Nothing. Well, no, we're 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 here. We're doing stuff. Right. Okay, oh, no, 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 we're, I'm not we're, saying we're, we're not doing activism. I'm not saying that we're not doing stuff and, and, and having an I'm the, effect on I'm New the Hampshire. Same, I'm the same guy who called last week, and I did. The, I followed Sam's uh, 
uh, guidelines as far as getting up in court and questioning everything on my ticket, and it was successful. Right. I am doing stuff. I'm not saying you're very... not doing anything. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're, you're a bad activist and you're not doing anything. What I'm saying is, what are you going to do about the, the pot-smoking, clown-costume-wearing nuts? Well, I lived in New Orleans for 12 years. I don't really do anything about that. Right. There's nothing but, uh... we can do. You can, you can be concerned with what Ian and his, uh, his ilk do as far as activism. Or you can do your activism, but other- by the way, by the way, okay, I think I know where I, I went wrong in my communications here. Let me let me say, I'm not saying to stop doing that. I'm not I'm not saying that at all. I th- first of all, I think the war on drugs is is, is the most horrific right. thing that's come along in a hundred years. But I would like, I guess, what I'm saying is, I would like there to be a little bit more. Uh, balance over towards you the, like the Dennis Goddard stuff. Yep. Okay. Hey, Dennis calls in. He tells about what he does. We sh- I show interest in it. Uh, we've talked about the success of the Every time something politicos. happens in the political side, I make sure that we cover it. We talk it. about it. It just doesn't happen as often as, the, not as, as these folks that are smoking pot out in Central Square and showing their boobs and all that the other political stuff. system takes a long time. I thank you for the call. Let us know when you, uh, you know, have a win and we'll talk about it. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Still uh, talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, uh, now three days after it's been over because the the controversy continues. I want to address the uh, allegations from Neil, who is a member of the Free State Project and an early mover for the Free State Project, who's concerned with uh, maybe what he perceives as the, the public perception or direction of uh, some of the activists and the activism that is, uh, is going on here. As you know, if you've listened before, you know that those of us on this program made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, the concept being that uh, we want to get all as many liberty-oriented people together in the same area as possible. However, within the uh, the purview of being liberty-oriented, there are a lot of different subcategories of uh, interests and in certain types of activism that people find uh, acceptable and that, that they're wanting to do, and some certain types of activism that some people don't find acceptable. And there's there's some you know some crossover between those, and some people are on one side, some people are on the other. Most people are in the middle. You know, they'll dabble in both, that kind of thing, whatever uh, it is that suits them. One of the accusations that was leveled was that uh, the individual who called earlier, Neil, suggested that. 
that he felt that things were becoming libertine, that uh, the focus of the activism was uh, in that, that certain activists like myself were libertines. Now, Sam, you'd never heard that word before. No, I hadn't. So we went and looked it up, and uh, and I I was aware of, of what it was. It, it seemed basically to me it meant sexually liberal. There's a few other definitions, so I will read here from dictionary.com. It didn't mean that to me. It just meant, uh, you know. Liberal on, uh, you know, several social issues like uh, drugs, alcohol, sexual stuff, things like that. Well, the the uh, the number one definition is a person who is morally or sexually unrestrained, uh, especially a dissolute man, right. profligate, rake. Uh, a, a, a number two, though, is a free thinker in religious matters. Uh, three, a person freed from slavery in ancient Rome. So it's mostly in regards to sex, but I suppose if you consider drugs to be immoral, then you could consider that libertine as as well. And I, I just have to say, while I am a drug uh, consumer, I do use drugs on a recreational basis. Plants aren't drugs. Occasionally. Well, there's a chemical in uh, cannabis called THC. And I will there's use chemicals in all kinds of things, all I kinds will, of plants. I will use drugs there's occasionally. There's lycopene in, uh, in, in tomatoes. Does that make them drugs? I found some uh, something called methadrone or something like that at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom. You can Festival. do whatever drugs you want. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want people to be under the impression that dried up plants are drugs. It's just not. But some people consider it immoral to smoke a dried up plant. I mean, some people consider they it do. immoral to smoke. Right, you're you're uh, you're you're, you're well, destroying you know, the temple. Right, I tend to uh, you know I I I do tend to be uh, hypocritical on this one because I'll call nicotine a drug, which is you know tobacco is of course just a dried up plant. So go ahead. Right, uh, but but yeah, people uh, would consider smoking of any sort to be a uh, an immoral act. These these types of people, uh, the, the the I don't know, is prude the right word? Uh, the, the the people that are anti libertine would consider it to be immoral to smoke because you're you're or tattooing yourself, for instance. There was a lot of tattooing going on. Uh, you're you're what is it? Uh, t- the temple? Something about the temple mark in the Bible? Your body being a temple? I don't know that libertines would uh, tattoos uh, fanatics. Uh, Enthusiasts would be considered libertines. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm going by the definition of somebody who considers your, the body to be a temple. Is that not a common uh, belief amongst uh, the Christians? Yes. Right. So, therefore, if you tattoo yourself, you're you're. Uh, there's a word I'm looking for. Desecrating. Desecrating. That's the word I'm looking for. You're desecrating the temple. If you're smoking, you're desecrating the temple. That kind of thing. So that could be seen as immoral behavior. Therefore, being labeled as libertine. I don't really consider myself a libertine because, again, the common definition is a sexual uh, liber- liberty. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not a prude by any means, but on the other hand, I'm also not a horn dog, and I'm not, you know, um, I, I'm, I don't consider myself that way at all. I, I see people doing things like I've, I've been to rave parties before uh, with Julia, and, you know, there are people there that are far more, uh, far more libertine than, than I am. I mean, I'm relatively conservative on the scale of libertines, I guess you could say. I probably qualify as a libertine yeah. by, by their perspective. But. Libertine and miser don't ch- tend to go hand in hand. Those aren't the terms. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? You are, a, uh, you, you are a thrifty individual. How much money did you spend sponsoring Porkfest? Oh, no, no. You will certainly spend your money on things you uh, believe in. Okay, got it. However, libertine, at, mm-hmm. I mean, do, will you spend money on living well? And libertines will. Do I, do I live in a shack? Living well. I don't mean living, you know, fine. Okay, I really don't know you, what you mean. You don't drive a mid-engine convertible coupe. I you see. Do not, you do not uh, right. I like you to know, keep wear simple. Flan- yeah. uh, fancy clothes. You do not uh, eat rich food on a, on a regular either. basis. Right. You don't either. I, I, I can't afford to. I work in radio. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you're right. You can't afford it. You're in debt. So Everybody in America is in debt, my friend. Not me. 
1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So I wanted to address this issue of, you know, this libertine complaint. And I, I, all I hear is hand-wringing. And it's more of this hand-wringing by the people that they only find real value uh, in doing political activism. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm against the war on drugs. But, you know, you guys just talk too much about the 420 celebrations. The 420 celebrations that happen every single day in Keene, New Hampshire, at the Central Square, right in the heart of downtown Keene, New Hampshire— they deserve to be talked about. They are a record. I mean, now it's getting old because it's just so common. It's like it's no big deal. But for other people, it is a big deal. We had a couple of folks visiting here in Keene today. They'd come down from Pork Fest and they're now visiting in Keene. Mark, you came out uh, for dinner. We had dinner with them here tonight. A couple of folks, uh, Dave and his uh, his wife, oh, Cindy, I think it was. Dave and Cindy were down and uh, nice folks from Louisiana visiting New Hampshire, really enjoying themselves. But his wife was pretty intimidated by the idea of coming to 420 he was all for it man i mean they both got tie-dye t-shirts on they come out and uh, he's cool with it he's smoking some cannabis with us in uh, in central square and his wife is kind of sitting over to the side i guess uh you know she's like a first grade teacher uh from when she comes and uh when she comes i'm not supposed to say from right mark go on when she comes anyway she's a first grade teacher when she comes and uh and so she was concerned like she was paranoid because this is unusual behavior, right? People smoking cannabis in public as though they were free people and not looking concerned, not, you know, hiding the pipe and, you know, trying to pass it very quietly between one another or anything like that. Just brazenly out in the uh, out in the open. And so she finally, you know, moved a little closer to the group and I think got a little bit more comfortable over, over time. But that's got to be intimidating. I mean, coming into a situation like that and just being absolutely stunned at uh, the the level that people are willing to uh, the, the level of freedom that people are willing to uh, to live their lives with like that I, I mean it it just has to be very difficult and so i don't know where i was going with that point i just thought it was interesting that uh, you know coming in from that outside perspective of seeing what's happening here i guess i'm the the, uh, the 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 intensity of what is going on it's a pretty big deal it's a big deal what's happening there, and it deserves to be discussed. I think since civil disobedience deserves to be talked about. And when we see instances of civil disobedience and non-cooperation around the country, we talk about them here on this show. You've got an uh, example. Call in with it. But when people who are uh, more of the political side complain about this, all I hear is hand-wringing. Oh, boo-hoo. You guys get more newspaper articles than we do. You guys get cannabis culture talking about. You guys get all this, uh, you know, this international press coverage, which we don't get a whole lot of it. But we get some, and it's more than what they're getting doing their political activism. Well, I think that that's uh, – honestly, I think it's good because the political activism, um, it's, it's, a two, it, it's a two-sided uh, a sword here or knife or whatever because the more uh, press that they get, the more the, um, you know, the Democratic National Convention or whatever is going to dump money into New Hampshire mm. to make sure that this activism stops. Um, the, so, uh, yeah, you'll attract people of the political ilk out here, but – I think that the best, I'm, to some extent, uh, the, the Politico types are served by the fact that they are covered up by what's by the, going on. The other by stuff. The, the, the outside the system activists. Huh, and that's their, interesting. And I never thought of that. Handstands while smoking pot with uh, clown hats on or whatever it is that they're doing for, for freedom. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting perspective. I, I, I honestly hadn't considered that. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- th- there's no point in this, this hand wringing. There's no point because those of us who are interested in doing activism of a disobedient sort, are not going to stop. No. Because I, mean, I was I was in the place that, uh, uh, what was the gentleman's name that just called in? Neil. Neil um, was was at, at one point uh, in, the, in the recent, not too distant past, and 
You know, but, I just came to the conclusion that there's no reasoning with these people. So what do we Give why me something that, that there is reasoning. I mean, you saw the, the so-called debate between Rich Paul and Matt Simon, these two uh, but oppo- supposedly opposed cannabis activists, one in the political side, one in the civil disobedience side. They came together, man. I mean, there was uh, forgiveness all around. I think things are, are going in the right direction. Uh, look, just let it alone, man. If you don't want to support it, don't support it. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, and those features include the shrine of female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time and effort to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. You can uh, head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see it. And if you're a lady listener, the details are there as to how you can become a part of the shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. You know, at, at one point in my life, I had a difficult time saving money. And what I thought would work for me is a little program that I set up for our listeners. And it is the ability to put a certain amount of money away on a weekly or bi-weekly basis whenever you get your paycheck towards precious metals. I believe that gold and silver are, are good things to have right now as a hedge against inflation. Some people uh, look at them as investments or barter currency. But either way, I think it's a good idea to have a certain amount. And uh, I, I, so I set up a program, and all you have to do is call this number. It's 877-857-9938. I'll give it to you again in a second. And ask for the layaway plan. Um, you can go to gold.freetalklive.com, and you can check out some of the, uh, the the choices there of the coins that you can put away on layaway. I recommend you put away 20 to 25. The shipping's the same on – well, it depends on the weight of them, 20 as it is on one. So – Find coins that you can get twenty of, rather than just buying one, uh, you know, and, and shipping that to your house. Uh, get one, get get a, get uh, you know more silver or whatever um, it takes for you to to reach that number, and call this number eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight and ask for the layaway plan, and uh, you know do yourself a favor. You know, there there could there could very well come a time in the near future where you really need this stuff. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. The uh, controversy between the politicos and the uh, the non-cooperatives and disobedience up here has uh, has bubbled up again here on the program as it as it tends to from time to time. We bring our listeners up to speed. Uh, we're here in New Hampshire. We moved here as part of the Free State Project, which is a concept that uh, I consider brilliant. It uh, the suggestion is that people who love liberty should get together, and then we can do more. And it's true. It works out really well, as a matter of fact, because both the political side and the civil disobedience side are having success. I mean, didn't you hear me, uh, those of you out there who might share the feelings of Neil earlier, uh, touting the success of the knife repeal? I mean, that's a big win for the political side. It's tremendous. I'd say it's a landmark win. I don't know if it's uh, tremendously large. I mean, when was the Compared last time? Compared to anything else they've done so far, it's no, a I big, don't know. It's, it's I an disagree. indicator. I, dis- I disagree. I think that um, I think that it's it's landmark in the sense that 
Landmark has, is a pretty big thing. But that there hasn't been a law that's been turned around. However, right. I don't think it's important, and I don't think it affects people's daily lives. What the politicos have done to stop I the seatbelt... I don't think you give enough credit. I'm not done. The um, what they've done for the seatbelt laws, what they've done for the uh, uh, you know uh, the, the the Real ID Act, what they've done on those sides, where they've stopped government intrusion from getting farther. Those yeah. things are far more important in but you far can't more really, people's lives. But you can't apply that to them necessarily because there have been people who have been fighting the, the seatbelt. For those that don't know, New Hampshire is the only you state. You can't apply the, this. I'm ahead. not done. For those that don't know, the uh, New no, Hampshire is the only state of the 50 who uh, does not have seatbelt laws for adults. And so every single year or two years, I think it's every two years, they keep bringing that back. The status, they want to bring that in. They really and do. people have been fighting it for a long time. Yes, the political activists that have come here for the Free State Project have assisted in those uh, situations. Maybe some of them took leadership roles, but there's no way that you can assign that to just them. Yes. Whereas, whereas... The uh, the knife repeal is something that's not just defensive. They actually changed the law to more freedom, and it was proposed by a free stater legislator. the The woman who who put that bill forth, as I understand it, was one of the four uh, elected free staters. That alone, right there, is a tremendous win for it's, them. It's and- landmark. I, I will agree. However, I don't think it's as important as these other issues. Let me point out that that law didn't pass without the votes of of uh, you know, hundreds of other legislators who aren't. Free State Project members, so you can very well snatch that victory. At, you know, some a, a person who doesn't agree with you and I can snatch that victory out of the jaws of the uh, the Free State Project and say, "Big fat hairy deal." And I'm just telling you that I think that far more important things have been, have happened here that should not be overshadowed by this one. I agree that the seatbelt law, uh, you know, stopping that was landmark. That's a that's a big distinction that New Hampshire has that nowhere else. Uh, you know, it just doesn't exist anywhere else. But and at the same time, Jen was on the local uh, radio show this morning talking about the knife repeal ban. The uh, the co-host Al Coolis talked about the time where he had a knife in his pocket and his hand got caught up in a baler when the tractor kicked back into gear and almost took his arm off. So it was pretty important to him to be able to have you know that kind of a tool that he could open up and and cut his hands free. And she also got to talk about the Second Amendment sisters and things that are going on. So. Yeah, that that was a pretty important case, and to dismiss it as not all that important, I don't know. I'm if not that's saying fair. it's not important. I'm actually right. calling it. Now landmark. you're just bitching However, at me because I use the term tremendous to describe it, and you don't think it's that important. Look, Mark, I'm trying to give them credit for having a big win, and you're trying to downplay it. No, I'm not. It's a tremendous win. It's a great win. It's an indicator that there's some real success happening in the political category. It just takes some damn time for that stuff to occur. At least it's possible here in New Hampshire, and that's what that indicates. It's not just defending against the increase of the state. It's actually something that turned it around. Now, that's not to say that on the aggregate the state is getting smaller. It's not. It's still growing, obviously. Uh, but it's a good indicator that there is the possibility for political success. Right, that the success. chance is there, that things can happen. And I talk about that on this show. Yes. And I, and I said recently, look, I thought that the political system was uh, was pointless, and now I know that I was wrong about that. I think there is hope here in New Hampshire. So please, come here and get involved in politics. But don't bitch and moan because some people find civil disobedience more attractive or because the civil disobedience movement gets more attention. And I Or think because that- the civil disobedience people are not going to bow down to this uh, authority figure just mm-hmm. because someone ran for office. Exactly. So don't get your all panties in a wad. Focus on what you like. Focus on the activism that you think is most effective and go out there and get it done. 
and then, you know, we'll do what we think is right. And I've done political things. I've gone out and I've held signs for people and I've gone to the state house. Like I said, most people would here like to cross over. I would like to point out that, uh, you know, this is the one thing that I found about the outside the system activists is, um, you know, everybody when uh, confronted with, you know, some kind of uh, coaching on what it is they're doing tends to get defensive to some extent or another. And what the politicos will do to some extent by harping on the out their outside the system activism is that they'll drive them further into their outside the system activism and make them less likely to participate in their uh, in, in the politicos inside the, the system activism. And you heard that during the debate, uh, the so-called debate between uh, the two sides of the the pot coin. There was the political guy Matt Simon and Rich Paul, who's known as the civil disobedience guy. Turns out Rich Paul is far more open to uh, uh, to politi- politics than some people thought. And it was during that. Uh, it was uh, oh, oh crap, I forgot where I was going. That it was. But, I'm talking about people being polarized. Yeah, well, I mean, the people were uh, were definitely coming together during uh, during that so-called debate. So I don't think that the rift is as wide or as uh, as deep as some of these people might might like to believe. I, I totally agree that it's frustrating um, when you think that you moved to the Free State Project for a specific type of activism yeah. that you thought that things were going to go a certain way. Oh, I remember. And they're that. not going that way. So Curtis, our, our co-host, he he had that attitude of you know, well, you know, screw the both of you. I don't I don't like what any of you are doing, and uh, and I think that's the attitude you're talking about where he's kind of dug in even further uh into his side of things and whereas i was willing to go up there and you know ask i asked matt simon you know why have you been so divisive in the past and he apologized to me and he apologized apologized to the rest of the activists that he'd been so angry at and i forgave him and i thought it was a good moment uh because well there's not really that much difference between us more coming up it's free talk live are you moving to new hampshire for the free state project maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the single CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and the features there are totally free. In fact, the archives go all the way back to 2006. Although uh, we had a few bugs, and we, we just released this yesterday. We, we were going back to 2009. Now it's back to 2006. Some of there's there's a, oh, your mic's off. Sorry, you guys were chatting when uh, we're going on the air. I said that's huge. Yes, that's, it is huge, and it's free. Uh, so you can go there and enjoy all that. There's a couple of months or a few months there where they're listed, but they won't download. So I think they're only good through November of 2006. And I'm not sure if they're going to drop off like one show at a time. I've got some bu- bugs to iron out. But nonetheless, we've given you an extra couple of years uh, for free at freetalklive.com. So go and grab all the darned archives you could ever imagine possibly wanting. Uh, freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls here uh, about what you want, it is Matt in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I wanted to address, it's keeping on the theme of uh, the pork fest, um, what the caller was talking about earlier when he was talking about uh, Rogers Campground not giving back the business and smoking pot in, in the open. 420 celebrations, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not a huge pot smoker, but I 
do occasionally indulge myself. And it bothers me that people will support, you know, ending the war on drugs and people being able to smoke marijuana and stuff, and yet they get so antsy about it being done in the open. If you don't think there's not there's anything wrong with smoking pot, then there's nothing wrong with smoking pot. And you should be able to do it out in the open and let people know, hey, you know, I do this. It, well, it's there should be no problem. I don't that. think that I don't think that everybody that is against the war on drugs thinks there's a necessarily thinks necessarily that smoking pot is an okay thing. There are some people who are against the war on drugs because they understand that it is detrimental, that it's costly, that it hurts people, and all that. And they may still see drugs as a negative thing. They may be very you know straight edge, for instance. Uh, but on the other hand, they're not willing to uh, to engage in coercion to get people to stop. They may still have a very strong moral objection to it but i don't hear anybody with those strong moral objections say complaining when people drink publicly oh well that and hasn't really been well, well, yeah well that has gone on but it hasn't really been the focus i mean there there's never really been an open container specific civil disobedience there have been people that have brought open containers it was certainly out. happening at rogers campground on I don't now. Yeah. I don't know if that's considered. Well, it's in fine public. on a campground. I think it's fine on a campground. But it's happened at Free Keen Fest, which is in public, and it's happened at the 420 celebrations, and it's happened at the nightcaps, which are like the nighttime versions of 420 that have been going on here as well. So open containers have occurred. We've talked about it. We've mentioned it on the show, but it's never really been the focus of an event. Nobody's ever said let's do an open container day or anything like that. But I, I, I think there would be people that would be upset about that. Well, I I haven't seen it. I just. That mindset is is beyond is beyond me. Um, the mindset is so, that uh, you should keep your habits to yourself. The mindset is I support your right to put your alcohol, you know, drink alcohol or smoke pot, but I think you should keep it uh, to yourself, keep it at home. That's and, the mindset. And to me, that mindset kind of tacitly gives approval to uh, the you know the the excuse that the statists will use to raid people's houses and. And, uh, and and hurt them and throw them in jail. Eh, it, I don't know. It I might think be that's very tacit, but it's 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 there. It's, there's an attitude there that that just kind of you know. Well, gee, those people were really doing something that they shouldn't be doing. I mean, you know, you you don't you don't want to see people doing that and uh, and everything else. And it just I I'm bothered by that. That yeah, I see where you're coming from. Maybe that's because you're a libertine, Matt. Are you a libertine? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, probably. I I have no idea. I've, I'm not. I'm. I know I'm not serpentine. Are you? Are you no. morally or sexually unrestrained? No, I have my restraints. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say I, I saw. I, I just saw I, footage of you before the show. Ridley. Uh, no, excuse me. LCL report. Uh, LCLreport.com has footage of you, Matt, uh, at the uh, this libertine esque event of the pole dancing party. Didn't you feel like a sexually unrestrained man at that pole dancing party? I know. I was laughing a lot at that pole dancing party. <laughs> they didn't show me at the pole though. He missed that one. Oh, you actually went up I, and you did a little I, dance. I actually went up and, and did dance at the pole, and he and he didn't catch that. They only showed me watching other people. Did you get any tips? People were shoving money in people's pants and stuff like that. Yeah, I did. I did get that. I got one tip. That's pretty good. And, which for me wasn't bad because I really couldn't do any of the tricks anymore on the pole. You know, with the flipping over and 
and the swirling, well, I could swirl around it. That was about all I could do, but that, people that, were lifting their legs up and stuff like that. And my stomach just doesn't have that kind of strength anymore. <laughs> that was the giggle of a middle-aged man that has been tipped for pole dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Matt, I wanted to bring this up because uh, there's a little bit more controversy, and this is just nonsense uh, that has uh, has sprung up specifically around the pole dancing event, and and maybe the drug use, but the pole the pole dancing events explicitly. There was some guy on Facebook, and I I don't know who he is, but uh, Curtis, one of our co-hosts, posted this publicly. What he he had said, he posted the LCL report, lclreport.com. You can see the video that we're talking about of the pole dancing at Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party, which I wish I could have attended. I was in the Mark Stevens thing and passed out, and there was no way I was going to get, to get to it. Um, but uh, next year, I absolutely am going to be there because I love a good gay dance party, and uh, I, I was looking forward to it. So anyway, you were there, and so you know what it was like to be there. And Michelle Seven, who we've had on the show before, she just made the move up here to New Hampshire, a famous or infamous uh, income tax freedom advocate. She was doing a pole dance, and a bunch of other people were doing pole dances with competition. Uh, one of our listeners won the competition, Doug from Minnesota. And uh, she and her daughter, Aziza, were doing a mother-daughter pole dance, Uh, I guess, kind of their entry was together. And so the quote from the guy on Facebook was this. Is this what the Founding Fathers intended? What exactly does this do to help promote the cause for freedom for all? Parkfest, huh? Hmm. Okay, I never even saw this video until now, but I was already horrified. It's a brand new video. Yeah, uh, but I was already <laughs> horrified before even finding this. Is Porkfest merely another Bohemian Grove? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I think that guy might have uh, some issues of, of his own that he might want to address if that's uh, what he's thinking. It goes on, there it goes something... on. It, there's more, let me get through the rest. My friend who found this wrote, quote, This is not what the Founding Fathers had in mind when they died for our freedom. Even if you are a libertarian, this is licentious behavior. And I'm, and no, I'm not monitoring anyone's morals. You're all adults, so why not act like one? And finally, later on, he comments, I think our best and brightest activists are being duped yet again by NWO social engineers. And I'm shouting that because he wrote it all in caps. <laughs> Porkfest indeed. <laughs> and he makes a little smile, a frowny face uh, at the very oh end. Oh my god! You cannot get together in the woods and have fun. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, in- I don't think. Go ahead. I don't think he's a uh, likely recruit into the. Uh, no, and <laughs> I love it. I think this is fantastic. Keep all the NWA. Uh, keep as many of the NWO uh, crackpots away as possible. Now, some of them are okay. You know, they're they're not uh, problematic. Well, this guy's no like, fun. Guy, uh, is an NSP. Is a, He's a, a no fun police. I mean, you know, yeah. the the founded George Washington wouldn't have danced on right. no pole as and, if he knows what George Washington would have done. As <laughs> you know, it, it's just it, it's. Uh, if you're going to bring new people into your movement, yes, if you have a movement of only what the founding fathers would do, you'll get some good Christian old folks that will be in your yeah. movement, um, and well, they will be ignored and marginalized as they have been for a very long time. But if you well, want some, in, in defense ahead. of in defense of the founding fathers, you don't see signs all over the Northeast that says George Washington slept here for nothing. Now, my understanding is that George Washington was doing much more than just sleeping here. I've heard it. Look, look, the the political fathers didn't do anything to fight for my freedom. What they fought for was a nicer form of slavery. 
to yeah. to uh, give to us. I just think it's exciting that uh, events like the, the Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party, I think it's great news that it's keeping the, the real prudes away from this movement because uh, I don't want to associate with them. Hey, thanks, Matt, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Right, 800-259-9231. There's a place for them, but apparently it's not at Porkfest. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. can bring up anything, dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So we've been talking about Porkfest all night here tonight. It is just that big. The event is tremendous. There's been some controversy that has bubbled up about it. And the most recent and we've one made hay with it. was uh, Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party, which we promoted quite a bit on this program, turned into a real resounding success. Uh, Buzz put a lot of money into it, and she didn't make money. She she didn't make it all back immediately at the dance party. She was short on what she put like two thousand dollars into this thing. Wow. I think she made like six hundred at the party itself. But then she put the word out, and I think what, part of it was like a generator or something like that that it will work for next year, so it won't cost as much next year. Um, but uh, then later on, she put the word out that she hadn't made her money back, and people just started. Michelle Seven went out, and she started telling people that, and people just started walking up to Buzz and handing her like twenty dollars, forty dollars here and there. And so by the time Porkfest was over, she'd made her money back, which I think Great. is fantastic, and it's really a, a testimony to how widely accepted and uh, fun this uh, big gay dance party was. There was a stripper pole, but there wasn't stripping going on. It was a pole dancing competition, and uh, it apparently was an absolute blast. I saw some of the footage. I wasn't able to make it myself personally, and I'm, I regret it, uh, but I saw the footage from lclreport.com. But some other people saw this footage. It's now making its way around the internet, and they're very upset about this, calling us libertines. And I have to say, I don't feel like a libertine. Um, you, you stopped in briefly. Yeah, Sam. I mean, I got to see Pete Air uh, on the pole up there with all of his muscles. And oh, yeah. Right. So, you know, maybe if you saw that, you would change your mind, Ian. Well, somebody out there thought that was a, an attractive thing. However, it's just kind of weird. It was, it was great. I, I I just ran over there for five minutes because I was in the middle of filming something, but I wanted to just, just to see it and experience it. And it, it was a fun time. I mean, there were music. Yeah. There were people out in the yard talking, having a great time. I went in and I saw Michelle Seven turn upside down with her legs up in the air, you know, slide da- sliding down the pole. And then uh, Pete Air and some other folks got in there and uh, were doing the pole dance. I was tempted to to jump in there myself, but I didn't end up doing it. I had to run. So there's a thread of one of these critics on Facebook who's complaining about this. What would the founding fathers think? Is this what they fought for? Da, 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 da. I'm Christian, this and that. Well, it comes right back to what you've talked about, Mark, about these Christian Pharisees. You know, these I'm better than you are kinds of Christians. The irony of all of this is that Michelle Seven is a, is a Christian. Michelle Seven in, and her family are, at least I, know, I presume her family, but Michelle Seven is a Christian. The woman doing uh, the pole dancing that this individual found so offensive and libertine is a Christian. 
Sure, but they would say that she's not Christian enough. She's not a real Christian. Well, to me, she's the real. And remember, kind of these Pharisees were the kind of people that went out and they prayed in the open so that people would see how pious they were. Mm. And Jesus said, "Hey, take your prayers back to your house in your closet, or something yeah, like and that, pray right? in your closet by yourself." That's actually in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think it's very. I think it's very revealing that uh, that they, they called this out as being a libertine event. And uh, one of the, the strippers, or that's not strippers, pole dancers, there's a difference, uh, because there was no stripping. The, yeah, one of the there pole, wasn't a bit of stripping. The pole dancing, and, you know, maybe some guys took their shirts off, was, uh, was Michelle Seven and, and others, but Michelle Seven being a, a devoted Christian, she thought that was funny. I told her about that quote tonight at, uh, at dinner. She just thought that was absolutely hilarious. And Michelle Seven is the kind of Christian I want to be here in New Hampshire. The kind of leave-you-alone Christian, somebody that is respectful towards others' beliefs, somebody that's not you know, evangelizing constantly to try to recruit you into their religion, somebody who understands what peace is really all about. She's not, you know, if you're a Christian and you support war, you're not a real Christian. You, you've got some issues you need to work out because, you know, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus drop that bomb? What was it, the, uh, the Gandhi quote? I saw a Gandhi quote today that I think was particularly relevant here. He said something to the effect of, uh, I like your Christ, but... Not so much your Christians? Yeah, that's pretty much the quote. You know, where are mm-hmm. your real Christians? Well, he didn't say that. He just said, yeah. you know, I like your Christ. I, I don't like your Christians. Right, exactly. It. I like Michelle Seven. Which she just goes to of- show how much Christianity has veered off of the course of Jesus and that and how much the mainstream church has really become what John, uh, you know, wrote on Patmos and Revelations. I assume that he actually wrote it. There's there's questions there. Um, that, you know, that, that, that the mainstream church was going to become the Antichrist. And it has. And they continue. They, 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 it's right there. They can read it in their Bibles if they believe believe that stuff but they don't so your call your calls and thoughts are welcome 800-259-9231 i don't really have anything else much to say i think it's great uh that the the you know the prudish types of uh, i'm better than you christians are being scared away by this i i don't feel like we're losing much by losing those people because i don't want to hear people bitching and moaning Anyway, we continue here. Anything else, Jens, you want to comment on this? We're going to go to the calls. I, I just think it's great that Porkfest and the Liberty Forum keep expanding in this way. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly successful. They're incredibly successful events, and we'll be there next year. Uh, let's talk to James, listening in Minnesota. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, gentlemen. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I just had a, a quick question for you, and uh, maybe you can direct me to where, um, where it was at. There was two gentlemen at Porkfest. One was debating... Uh, the internal use of, like, liberating the government, and then the other one was, like, uncooperative. They were debating back and forth, like, the the manner of kind of disobedience, like one from an internal stance and one from an external. This may have been the uh, the cannabis debate, uh, which was between the political uh, Matt Simon and the uh, civil disobedient uh, Rich Paul. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Are they, did they put a replay online or anything like that, or...? Uh, video has been shot of pretty much everything that happened at Porkfest. Whether that is that particular event has made it online yet, I, I don't know. I haven't heard any news that any full-length uh, material has yet become available. LCLReport.com and RidleyReport.com have had some reports filed, but those aren't full coverage, uh, full-length coverages of uh, things that. Happened. Yeah, I want to see the speech myself, so I'm going to be looking for the the, de- uh, the debate. Yeah, the debate. Well, it was promoted as a debate, but it turned out to be a real come-together session where. Um, you know, forgiveness was given, and Rich Paul, who's supposedly the civil disobedience guy, he's all in favor of anything that'll work. He doesn't care. He's not. He's not focused exclusively on civil disobedience. He's more than willing to do politics. It's just that he wanted to do the civil disobedience, and that was kind of in this particular in the beginning, and he took the lead in that role. So it wasn't much of a debate. 
Well, because I know I've listened to you guys, like, for, it's literally been two days, but I love you, absolutely. I've been downloading podcasts like crazy, and you guys seem to have, like, the civil, civil disobedience thing going on uh, between, like, your parking tickets and, you know, That's the cannabis. cooperation Or non-cooperation, I'm right. sorry. And would you guys, what do you, what do you guys advocate, I guess? What, are you more like, which side of the, the argument are you on? I don't th- I, I, I don't know that either of us are on a particular side of this argument. I think that uh, I'm on the side of whatever works. Um, I don't. Me too. I, I am not comfortable with uh, civil disobedience most of the time. I'm not comfortable with politics most of the time. And um, but <laughs> I, if it, if that's what's going to work, then that's what's going to work. And I do think that Rosa Parks had a huge effect in the uh, in the civil rights movement. And so I'm not going to say Rosa should have gotten up and gone to the back of the bus. I'm not going to say that. Um, I just you know I'm I'm comfortable with what I'm comfortable with, and that's what I'm going to do. And At we don't know time, yet, by the way, who the Rosa Parkses are of this particular movement because you don't have the perspective of history. It's one of the critiques that the civil disobedience get is, you guys compare yourself to Rosa Parks, you're nothing like them. Well, yeah, I don't know if anybody knew really that Rosa Parks at the time was going to be as significant as she turned out to be. Well, Rosa Parks was engineered, but uh, you know, certainly mm-hmm. uh, to, to, no one knew what was going to happen when it started. Right, and you don't get the perspective of being able to look back 20 years later and say, oh, well, that really was important. Uh, so to, to answer your question a little more full, uh, fully, I, I think that whatever works is great. I've involved myself in as much of it as I can. Uh, I, I have a preference, and I believe that civil disobedience and non-cooperation are more uh, bang-for-your-buck powerful than politics. I think you can get more as far as press coverage and news media coverage and recruit thereby, thereby recruiting people outside of the area to come here from doing things like non-cooperation and civil disobedience. I think it's you know less costly. I mean, for all the time, for instance, that people have spent lobbying and begging politicians to change marijuana laws, the activists went out, a couple of them got arrested in Central Square. It really, the cost was essentially a couple of arrests in order to turn the police away well, uh, and some time obviously in activism but to go out there and to get a place that we can go to anytime we want to smoke cannabis without problem by the cops and um, i would point out that the laws are more firm and uh, stable in the sense that yeah there are you can certainly go out and do marijuana activism in, in Keene, new hampshire and, and maybe they won't hassle you if you're by yourself in central square but try to take that same joint and just walk down the street and uh, mosey on past a police officer and see how that goes so i think yeah, laws go codify up. and make it it's stable I, I think that the laws uh, will be changed eventually and i, I think that that the civil disobedience is going to help lead down that road some of the politicos might disagree with me but that's their prerogative sam your preference of uh, activism uh, you know i think it's important that people do what they think is best for them what they feel comfortable with and what they f- they believe is going to have the the greatest impact or th- that's going to be the most effective thing and don't be surprised when your mind changes about that when you move up here and you actually get a taste of what works and what doesn't yeah and and i in that light i support all of the things that are going on from the political side to the civil disobedience to the non-cooperation and, it all has its place and don't forget outreach as well that's yes. another important one yep. uh and and there's different types of outreach some some outreach offends <laughs> more than others as we found out uh, just recently, some activists got, uh, they put 5,000 bookmarks in the, the library. And hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 The SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public. 
like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Live. Watching into the third hour of the program, you are invited, as always, to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. We're going to continue here uh, with your phone calls about what you want. But still to come, we've got other stuff that we could talk about. In fact, uh, uh, Sam, you're going to tell us about some cops over in the UK. Uh, on camera, what they told one photographer, we will uh, explain that here in a little bit, if we get a chance. Your calls being the primary element, we go phones uh, to the phones first, and the fun ladies first, by the way. Hannah is in Connecticut. Hannah, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Hannah. Um, so I was thinking uh, a way to improve the image of people who engage in civil disobedience would be to pair up the activity with something positive, like, for instance, at the 420 celebrations, you could have uh, people smoking pot and then, like, doing some kind of community service, like cleaning up Central Square or something. Uh, I don't know. And, that sounds like a lot of work. Wouldn't it be easier just to lay around and smoke more pot? <laughs> <laughs> well, but I'm thinking that, you know, that way people who aren't necessarily on board with Liberty... Um, who might, you know, like look at pot smokers and think they're just a bunch of like derelicts who are lazy. Yeah, I see the two activities paired together. I see what you're saying. And I think that's a relatively small group of people that want to that, you know, complain the loudest. Go ahead, Mark. Well, I, I would also like to, uh, to to point out that, and first off, you'd have to label it the 420 slash garbage pickup uh, protest, and maybe, maybe you can get the newspaper to say something. But here in uh, in Keene, there was just an article today about the uh, uh, a gentleman who got sentenced for uh, committing a robbery at a local pharmacy where he uh, stuck a knife in uh, some old lady's face and demanded some pills and then ran out the door and was actually, uh, not actually apprehended, but uh, essentially slowed and uh, and identified by a free stater, uh, a guy who was here for the Free State Project. The newspaper knows this. They choose not to say, they call him a citizen. Mm-hmm. If the same guy went and uh, went to Central Square with his shirt off, he'd be a free stater. However, when he stops a robbery, he's a citizen. Yeah. So they... Um, it, it, it wouldn't get the press, is what you're right, saying. The, the media, as it exists here, chooses to uh, you know to twist the stories as as they wish. But and it's a good idea. I'm and, not and, saying it's a bad idea. And, they should people should clean up after themselves every time. Well, anyway. right in the in the beginning of the uh, the 420 celebrations, uh, the megaphones were out early on, and uh, I had one of them. And one of the things that I did was I suggested to the crowd that hey, before you leave, just look around and and pick up a piece of trash or two and throw it in the trash can. And, you know, 
that probably got about 10% of the uh, the people there to actually do something. And you really can't count on most people to do anything uh, in general. And I mean just in general, when you want people to volunteer for something, you, you can you can pretty much count that you're going to get in the single digits as far as people uh, stepping up to, to do something. But they did, and people looked around, they picked up some trash. But on, in all honesty, the, tr- the park is very well maintained, and one of the reasons why is because, and this is one of the cool things that, that I learned about uh, New Hampshire when I moved up here, at least the Keene area, is that a lot of the public parks that are government-operated parks are actually operated as far as the cleanup is concerned and the tending to the plants and the things like that by, uh, by volunteer organizations. Yep. Uh, a lot when you walk around the parks you'll see the benches uh there's a there's a park over there's there's a river that runs through it uh here in Keene there there's a bridge over that that was donated by a company so uh, benches are donated by individuals and companies and things like that the bricks you know there are a lot of uh, there's a, re- a lot of real community involvement uh, in these parks and so honestly there's not much to clean up there there's something that can be, there's always cigarette butts for instance things that like that that can be removed uh, but but at a glance, you're not going to really be able to say, wow, people came through and cleaned this place up because it wasn't really trashy or anything like that in the first yeah, place. I mean, that's that's not the only only thing that people could do. I mean, you could have like a little uh, party and you could like, I don't know, give out free food and drink, maybe not alcoholic drinks because I don't know if that's illegal. But, you know, just like something that will make people passing by think, oh, cool, like this is something positive. It's a public service. Hannah, you should do that when you come up here. I think that's a great I idea. Hannah, when you when, when you come up, you should do a little uh, uh, a little uh, concert out in the uh, Central Square. I think so that's a great idea. People can yeah. enjoy your musical talents. I think that's a fantastic. Yeah, that'd idea. be cool. Hannah, how can people enjoy your musical talents right now? Oh, uh, you could go to hhmusic.net or um, that says YouTube H-H? slash yeah hhmusic.net yeah, or YouTube slash Hanarchist. Way cool. Thanks, Hannah, for the call tonight. Yeah. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Poor Hannah. By the way, she's a really talented, obviously talented musician, uh, young lady going to college right now, and she has gotten into the Free State Project in a big way. So much that she doesn't really want to be where she is, and she's trying to come up with any excuse she possibly can to spend as much time in New Hampshire as possible. <laughs> she was just at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and one of the guys who lives up here is going to be moving uh, moving out to go to college somewhere else uh, for for a while, and so he's leaving town. There's going to be a party for him this weekend, a going away party, and so she's like, "Well, is this reason enough? I could come up to New Hampshire?" And she's trying to come up with reasons why she should come up to visit, and it's got to be addictive to come up here and experience the activism then. Oh, you got to go back home. You got to go back to you know the the drudgery in Connecticut or to Florida. No, to no radio network, to yeah. no pork four one one, to all of these things that just provide this level of comfort around us. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's continue here and talk to Bill, listening in Florida. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with the In Sam and Mark. Bill, hello, Florida. You're on the air. Hello. Hey there. What's on your mind? I waited a long time. You all had me on hold a long time. Well, here you are. But, yeah, I appreciate getting on your show. Uh, yeah, well, the reason I called, I wanted to say there's too many people in the world, oh, and boy. I'm disgusted, and I'm disgusted by it. Why? And I know it's a difficult subject, you know, and people, a lot of people don't like it. Why am I disgusted by it? Yeah, what's wrong because with people? We're we're depleting the world's resources, and we're isn't that kind of a pushing all the large large animals into small spaces and not letting them live properly. What was your question? Well, isn't that kind of a lack mentality, the idea that we're going to run out of everything? What's the evidence of that? 
the evidence is that if you look at a globe or like Google Maps, there's people everywhere. No, but there's not there's enough. Not. There's not enough alligators. No. Alligators. And you look around, and you know, and you see like the alligators are marginalized. Mm, but the, no. But well, no, the alligators are doing fine, actually. Um, they, they've been taken off the endangered species list. And, um, yeah. well, it's probably because they were miscounted, not because they were, in, in fact, at one point on the an endangered species. Well, I, I live in an area that has alligators. I'm yeah. from Florida, dude. I'm pretty familiar with the okay. alligator population. Okay. All right. Uh, well, so, you know, this town, Pensacola. You could make an argument, say, for tigers or elephants or lions, but uh, alligators are a poor choice of uh, charismatic megafauna. I went outside today and saw thousands and thousands of people, but no alligators. (laughs) Well, move into the woods, dude. There's plenty of alligators out in Florida. You're in Florida. Yeah, you're in an apartment complex. Look. This is a nonsensical idea, the idea that the Earth is overpopulated in any way, shape, or form. You said look at a, a globe. Go ahead. Look at the satellite imagery of nighttime across the world and look at all the lights, now excluding North Korea where they don't actually have lights. Uh, but uh, look at all of the, you know, the rest of the world and look where the lights are and look where the dark is. I mean, most of the world is completely devoid of people. Uh, most of America, for instance, I think it's like 96% is completely unurbanized. There's plenty of room out there for all the little critters and plenty of room for more human beings to expand outward and upward. And the, the whole concept of overpopulation is ludicrous nonsense. Right. And the, the concern that because uh, the population has grown at an exponential rate during the, the 20th century, that it will continue to grow at that same rate during the 21st century is not really looking at the math of the situation. Um, if, for instance, the the Earth's population probably wouldn't be terrible, uh, it, it's it's likely going to go somewhere between nine and thirteen uh, billion people, and it's going to level off there because as people move from rural areas to urban areas, and this is happening all over the third world. Actually, the uh, um, if you look at the Western, uh, the races sort of from the Western population areas, those those are diminishing. They don't need as many kids, right? Right, because when people move in uh, into urban areas immediately they have fewer children not over time immediately they have fewer children yeah sorry dude there's just nothing really to back it up the idea that the resources are running out is also absurd i mean mankind is very uh, ingenious and has the ability to create new wealth from natural resources that previously have been useless like oil for instance thank you for the call i appreciate it there's more coming up this is free talk live Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free. The number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Hey, join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free. Include listening options. We've got live streams, broadband and dial-up versions, as well as our webcam and listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. And listen around the clock at listen.freetalklive.com. Get all the details. Get tuned in. Listen.freetalklive.com. 
Radio.com. Of course, the number one way to listen to the show, if you have it, is your local radio station. I don't know, 78 stations across the country carry this program, and if yours doesn't, then give them a call and ask them why. Tell them uh, what you like about their programming, and then suggest uh, to them what you might like if they did. You might like the, their station even more if they would add Free Talk Live. You never know. That might make a difference. It might, uh, might get us on the air. I was actually on the phone with a program director today, uh, and I'm not going to say where it was, but uh, Pennsylvania somewhere. Um, and uh, he said, oh, I'd always – I said, I always ask when I call, you know, is, is this a good time? Or usually I say, do you have a moment? Because I always want to make sure I respect somebody's time when I, when I, when I call them. Because if you don't respect somebody's time, they're going to hate you. And, uh, and so I always do that. And I said, well, do you have a moment? Oh, yeah, I'd always make time for you. That's a pretty unusual response. Like, well, well, thanks. Uh, but why? Like, You're my son's hero. Really? <laughs> oh, oh. And uh, so, you know, he told me a little bit more. And I guess his son considers himself an anarchist or something like that. And he somehow found us. And he'd asked his dad, who's the program director of a radio station, hey, have you heard of these guys? And his dad says, yeah, I've actually talked to him. Uh, because, again, it's unusual that uh, a host, host of a show will call, right? will call radio because you know, hosts are so important. Them, their talent, you know, they don't. They don't uh, deem themselves, uh, you know, they, they don't deal with the little uh, radio stations, you know, this is... They I have kinda, a sales team for that. Yeah, the, the, they call it affiliate relations. And uh, so, yeah, so the guy's uh, son had uh, listened to the show and had asked him, hey, Dad, why don't you put these guys on your, your radio station? So we'll get there. It takes time. These things take time. So I appreciate everybody who's contacted their local stations. And if you do get Free Talk Live on your local station, give them a call, send them an email, let them know that you appreciate it. And whoever that anonymous son is, thanks. And buy some stuff from their advertisers and let them know you heard them during Free Talk Live on fill-in-the-blank station, whatever your local uh, affiliate is. Anyway, thanks. Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your phone calls. By the way, uh, Sam, you can visit his website, obscuredtruth.com. Man, you've got a lot of footage to uh, to work <laughs> with right now, Sam. I know that you've been collecting footage over the last couple of years, and you've been, you know, you're only one man as far as your editing capabilities are concerned. Now you've got all this Porkfest footage to deal with. What's what's on your plate right now? We are uh, editing up the, the latest crap video that's coming out soon. That should be and out. And the initials uh, change uh, from crap video to crap video, right? Yeah, so what is, is it going to be this time? Citizens Realty Advisory Program okay. in reference to the Tamworth Millionaire Program that's uh, going on with one of the uh, free state movers uh, up in Tamworth, New Hampshire. Yeah, you guys have been hired on to create this video, which is, I think, pretty exciting. It's because, good, yeah. you know, prior to this, you've just been doing it for the fun and for the, learn- the learning Quick experience. Quick and easy, yep. And uh, now you've actually you've proven yourself. You've got the proof of concept that you know what you're doing. And so somebody came in and said, hey, I, I like this and I like this idea and uh, you can take these ideas and here's my concept and I'd like to pay to make it. Yeah. And, and then we've great. got, like you said, lots of great stuff from Porkfest. Some of the music acts came out, I think, really great. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to putting those up as well. So obscuredtruth.com uh, for Sam's videos. More of, uh, more of Sam. Let's go to your phone calls. Matt is in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight, Matt? Uh, not too much. First of all, that dude in Florida who thinks there's too many people in the world um, should move to the West Coast because we've got plenty of room out here. Oh, yeah. Um, from, I'm from Florida. People are stacked on top of each other. It's awful. You guys know how it is. Um, but it's anyways, not all of Florida. Would... You don't have to go that far. You just go east. If you live on the West Coast of Florida, you just go east of the interstate, and there's nobody there. True that. That's yeah. very true. Okay, um, so I was actually just on my way home from work, and um, Washington State has for so-called direct democracy, just like some of the other states here. And um, we've actually got a petition like California's going. Um, they're trying to get it certified right now to legalize cannabis in the state. And um, there's a great volunteer standing outside the grocery store, real nice guy. I talked to him. Um, well, apparently some busybody 
went in and complained to the manager mm-hmm. about the legalized marijuana sign outside, and uh, they called the cops on him, and the cops promptly threw him off the property. He must and have been a volunteer. Property. My first question right. was going to be, is this guy really a volunteer? And then the rest of your story explained it to me. Yeah, he must have been a volunteer because that is entirely not the way to go about doing petitioning. You always go in to talk to the manager of the uh, of the, the, the location that you'd like to use before and, going And he out. did. He got permission in advance. And, um, oh, I thought you said the store a, called the cops. They did. After um, after the busybody complained, the manager went out and asked him to leave. And I guess apparently in Washington State, there's some kind of petitioner's right where they're allowed to stay. Um, as Supreme Court backed it up, I'm not too, too um, in as far as what the ruling said. So let me but, see if I've got this straight so far. The guy asked the store for permission to petition out in front of the store. They gave him permission. Then when one customer complained, they went out and they told him to leave. I, I heard it was a couple, but I'm, I'm sure it was barely, barely anybody. Um, hmm. But at the same time, there was a guy standing right across. Um, we have private or a public or government liquor sales here where you have to go into the government store and, and be raped to buy some alcohol. Hmm. So, um, they're trying to privatize it out here, kind of like Florida. Um, that guy was completely left alone. So the cops, the cops came up and they were harassing the the cannabis guy, but the privatized liquor guy was was just fine. And I mean, I know it's private property, and the store owners have the right to ask whoever they want to leave. But I mean, I, I kind of wanted to get your guys' um, view on this because I'm a little torn. I, I believe that. If they're going to enforce it, they should kick both of the guys off because, in my opinion, they're both drugs and they're you know they're kind of on the same level. But it's property owners kind of stay. But um, like, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I think you uh, it's it's really up to the property owner if he wants to, you know, ban one uh, one form of free speech while allowing another that's even you know related or very similar. I guess that's their choice. Yeah, but and, this whole situation's messed up from the oh, very yeah, beginning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> It's unfair. It, I mean, it, to say that he has a, a petitioner's right to stay there on somebody's private property, that I don't I don't really agree with. Right, and, and I totally agree with that. But, I mean, that's just, I, I heard you guys talking about how civil disobedience is so much better than, than political action because it's just a waste of time. And that just proves it where, you know, there's a, a, a so-called legitimate process to get this passed, and then a busybody complains about it, and the cops come kick him off right away much for the law. Oh, I share your frustration. I I mean, I share your frustration. I think that's pretty absurd that the store would give him permission first and then revoke it. It's within their prerogative, obviously, but I still think it's ludicrous. And certainly you're right that it's inconsistent that they will... I mean, a petition is a petition. A petitioner is, is going to annoy a certain type of person. It would seem unlikely. I guess there's a chance that some people would be annoyed by the marijuana petition, but not by the liquor petition, but... Who knows? Some people are going to be upset by being uh, solicited, period, as they're coming in and out of a store. So it just all Yeah, depends. but I mean, somebody out there with a petition for bringing back child uh, prostitution is probably going to be met with much more. Yeah, that's a, true. That's true. Angry response. Yeah, so, yeah, clearly well, I, it's their I prerogative, think, as inconsistent as it might be. Yeah. Well, I think one of his main well, mistakes is he used the government word marijuana instead of cannabis because that tends to scare people off a little bit. Yeah, more. it is a slang term. Marijuana is a slang term. It's true. Yep, yep, invented as a derogatory term against Mexicans, I believe. So. Well, it was a uh, marijuana was a word that uh, a slang term for 
cannabis that came out of Mexico, and people weren't really familiar with it until Hearst uh, sensationalized it in his newspapers and made it out to be this evil drug that just causes people to go crazy. Which, of course, was his best interest because uh, hemp is a very uh, potential crop to compete with uh, trees for paper, and so (laughs) Hearst didn't like that very much. Hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are totally free, including our webcam. You can go and watch and listen at the same time, also chat as well. Uh, the chat room is built into the very same page as the webcam, so enjoy all that for free at cam.freetalklive.com, which is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Yeah, Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment, such as uh, Cisco routers and switches. You can uh, go over there and, and see the optical transceivers. They are, in fact, uh, 100% compatible with all the major uh, major networking equipment manufacturers. At, at up to 99% off of list price. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, our toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and the fun. Dave in Montana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I'm calling in response to that lady's call. She said, like, you know, she thinks of potheads as, like, the derelicts. And I was saying a lot what of happened people... tonight? Is this like a promo or something like that? No, the lady you were just talking to. Uh, did we just talk to a lady? I don't remember this. I'm pretty sure that wasn't this episode of the show, but nonetheless, go ahead with your your response. Well, maybe I... I'm I think you were listening to a, to a promo. I, th- I think you probably heard like a 60-second promo because we definitely have something like that in our, in our Unless promo. Unless he thinks that Hannah was saying that. No, Hannah didn't say anything like that. Anyway. Wasn't there, there was a lady on like two calls ago, wasn't there? Uh, we did have Hannah on a couple of calls. Yeah, ago, yeah, and she was saying that you know some people think of pot smokers oh, like see. derelicts. Yeah, she oh, wasn't accusing the park. And a lot of people that think that way, you know, because yeah. they don't even want to talk about the subjects because they think that potheads are derelicts. And this is my why I'm calling in response to that because only the derelicts really got the gumption to get out and put it in the face of the people. Well, they if don't have all, as much to lose if all the the potheads that smoke pot that are part of society, part of the fabric of the way things run, because I'm 54 and I know a lot of people in a lot of positions that smoke pot. Absolutely. Wouldn't even think twice about telling people about it because they're scared crap about it. I When I went around getting signatures for the medical marijuana, people were scared to put their name on a piece of paper. Aww. Because of pot, so sad. and and I think that's the problem. People are are so scared of the ramification, 
And that's the the just reason to the liberation for cannabis because there's 800,000 people locked up for this plant. And it holds back the potential of the wonderful capabilities of this plant. And, and to give our fa- farmers a, a chance to prove the 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 need for this plant actually for humans and and they don't realize that they're they, they're stuck under the fear of their government. yeah that's and that's really what it boils down to 40 million at least by now 40 million 30 million potheads there are it's, certainly a significant amount of people who have smoked maybe they aren't currently smokers they i don't know if a lot of the pot smokers would be considered potheads uh, just the occasional smoker there are a lot of people out there that'll use it on a weekend basis or at night or something like that and you're absolutely right, Dave. Uh, these are people that are frightened to death of actually coming out of the closet because they're going to get fired. And the social stigma. And the social stigma that's put on you because you use cannabis. I think you should be praised because it's better than drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see the the rim of the the logic of choosing between alcohol and pot. You choose alcohol just because it's legal when it makes you feel the way it makes you feel the next morning. It's craziness to me. It's all and the most indoctrination. People say, well, well, pot's against the law. Pot's against the law. Well, you're going to hurt yourself more just because the law is, is wrong. Mm. It, it, it's something you, you point out. You make a good point when you talk about, well, the derelicts are the ones standing up for it. The cannabis is something that really cuts across all aspects of society. I mean, I had a friend who his brother would buy it for everyone in his neighborhood, and his brother lived in a half-million-dollar home. So the other people in his neighborhood were lawyers and doctors and, mm-hmm. and other professionals who uh, would use cannabis and yep. and lived, lived responsible, normal lives. They had families. You know, the, but the stigma is just so pervasive. The, the propaganda machine has just been cranking away at it for so long that they really have so much brainwashed people. Well, it's it's control. It, you know, you've got the establishment uh, in there wanting to continue spending their billions of dollars a year on their drug warriors and and the the cops who have just are addicted to the adrenaline rush of kicking well, in I people's doors and shooting their officers. dogs. Real police officers should stand up and protest against the drug war because well, they know how happens to them, They Dave. know how deep the corruption runs, man. Exactly, and, that, and, and the, the corruption turns against them and pushes them to the night shift or right off the the uh, the police force because it agreed, I guess, right in their pensions and everything. Yeah, you know, and, and, it, and but it's it's just and fear. the band plays on. <laughs> How, how does it end? It, it will you, end when people just stand up and start saying no and enough that's is enough. That's what it takes. Thank you, David, for the, uh, for the right. call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you as always. And, and you're right, Sam. That's exactly what it's going to take. And, and that's why I think that non-cooperation is so important as a tactic yep. because most people are so scared. They're so frightened of what might happen. Oh, my God, they'll steal my kids from me. Oh, my God, I'll lose my job. Oh, da, 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 fill in the blank. And, okay, yes, I understand the concerns. There is a possibility. There's always that possibility in any time you're taking risk. That's what risk is all about. You take a risk, you might lose, but you might win big. And the bigger the risk is, the bigger the win can be. And you don't have to jump in and take big risks. You can take little risks. If a bunch of people take little risks, then you don't have to have a bunch of people taking big... It's unlikely any, a bunch of people are ever going to take big risks. So if you just get a whole lot of people to take little risks here and there and you know do some Many non-cooperation... Many hands make light work, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Many hands make light work. And uh, but this is something that, you know, there's that there's that hump of getting over. And, and I experienced some of it tonight or to, this afternoon at the 420 celebration with the, the lady that had come in to visit New Hampshire and, and with her husband. And her husband was a little more daring than she. Uh, but she was you know, pretty intimidated by the idea of, of taking a toke off of a, a, a bowl of cannabis in the public square. I mean, it's a scary thing to do. But once you're with enough people who are showing you the road, who are showing you the, uh, you know, the ropes, so to speak, to show you what it's like to do non-cooperation, to show you what the, the consequences can be and, and that it's okay that we can get through this, whatever the consequences are, we can weather them and you know, we'll get out of jail at some point and, and not everybody has to go to jail. That, that You've got a community that's back behind you. You start showing people these things concrete you give them examples like uh, mark getting the parking ticket thrown out mm-hmm. minimal risk there me uh getting a not guilty on the parking ticket i haven't mentioned that yet by the way on the air i don't think oh i didn't know that. uh yeah i i'd mentioned recently what had happened with the parking ticket but i found out yesterday i went down to the the courthouse because uh the, the trial was on april 28th sam you and i were up front in the courtroom people can go and look for parking ticket uh on free keen and it'll come up but the whole video of the trial is there and the judge said he's going to take it under advi- the man in the robe said he was going to take it under advisement. Now, normally when they say that, that means it's not going to be guilty because if it's guilty, they typically will go ahead and hand that down right there because it's in front of everybody. But they don't want to do a not guilty in front of everybody. So what he did was he said he was going to take it under advisement. He went back. You know, we left. He went back in his chambers and unbeknownst to me that very same afternoon, he, go, he went ahead, filled out the rest of the complaint, checked the not, not, not guilty box, signed it, and put the date on it. The date on the complaint, and I scanned it in. It's up at freekeen.com right now. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the date on that complaint is the same date as the trial. But they never sent me anything. Two months Why later. Why do you suppose? They just didn't want to bring my attention to it. You know, hmm. you, We found you not guilty. We don't have to tell you that. Now, would they have sent me something if it was a guilty? I sure hope so. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> right. But uh, in this case, they just quietly decided to find me not guilty. I had to go in two months later after I hadn't heard anything. I thought maybe it got lost in the mail. No, there was never a notice written up. It was just he just checked the not guilty box on the ticket and uh, signed it at the bottom, dated it, and that was the end of the matter. That's service Case closed. for you. Case closed. So that's two parking ticket uh, non-cooperation <clears throat> wins here in, uh, in Keene, New Hampshire now. It's a shame Dale decided to pay his, isn't it? We could have had three of three. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want, but it's going to take risk in order to get real significant advancement. Otherwise, you just have to beg the politicians and try to change the system from within the system. And it's possible, but boy, does that take a long time. Free talk live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Hey, this is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time, though, for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. Inviting you to our website. Hey, if you enjoy the program, you like the fact that we give you the features on the website for free, then one of the ways you can support us is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board with the program, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over uh, to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, some alternative options, and you get perks. Get the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Get all the details, get signed up, and thanks in advance. amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls. Nathal, or excuse me, Nathal, how about Nathaniel, listening in (laughs) Pennsylvania. Nathaniel, you're listening on FM in uh, Cochranton? Oh, he just dropped off the line. Okie doke. Well, anyway, it sounded like we might have ourselves a new uh, community slash pirate radio affiliate. Nice. I was reading some documentation on uh, pirate radio uh, recently, uh, just just last night, and um, there was one article that was trying to differentiate the differences between uh, pirate radio and so-called micro radio. Now, this is a term that I hadn't really been been used to using. The suggestion was that pirates were, uh, you know, were were just trying to that the, the pirates were were more temporary that they they weren't so interested in uh in building community that kind of thing uh whereas a micro station is more of a kind of like a community station i was trying to to draw some subtle differences uh between the two i just like the term pirate i just think pirate's a cool term and i understand it's got the i, I suppose it could have negative connotations uh with some people but i mean people love pirates you get the pirates of the caribbean movies well, and I, I think that it's it's inaccurate in one way because piracy is robbery on the high seas. Caribbean, rather. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and I don't like it for that reason. I agree with you that, it, that there's a fun aspect to it, but it, you know, it's it's an accurate term. It's an it's a term that was created by the guys on the other side, mm-hmm. the guys that uh, were um, you know that that are, that are claiming that you're doing something wrong by broadcasting uh, content to your friends and and neighbors that they would want to consume. Mm. If they don't want to consume it, they can turn it off. Yeah, I, I'll admit to you that uh, maybe you can say that pirates would be the people that are take um, that that do a poor job of of husbanding their their uh, broadcast signal. They stomp on other people's signals. They uh, they have that. What's what's that when it radiates out in different signals that you said that wasn't necessary? Harmonics. What is, harmonics. They, yep. they don't have their harmonics properly tuned or something like that. Filtered. But if you're just opening up on a, on a channel that's uh, that doesn't have any uh, you know primary or tertiary interference, then or secondary, excuse me, secondary interference, then, and, and it's not serviced in your community, big deal. Yeah. You know, you're just broadcasting there and you're broadcasting something that somebody's going to want to hear, whether it's China, uh, Chinese polka music or whether it's, uh, you know, the Liberty message or, or whatever. Uh, you know, this is it. Why shouldn't people be able to hear a bunch of different messages? They should. Why does somebody have to go through the government system and pay tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Do you like an answer? I can tell you why. Control. I mean, That's they what don't, it's about. The it government about only wants to let the, certain people have access to the airwaves, people that are going to behave in a certain manner that the government prescribes as, as okay. And I've always been a fan of, of pirate radio ever since I found out about it. Ever since, I don't know, I don't remember how I learned about it. I've always been kind of a radio, I guess just growing up, I've been kind of a radio uh, rat or radio geek to some extent. You know, I got a shortwave radio for my grandfather when I was 10 or something like that. And, you know, that led me to learn about the other bands and the other things that are out there and learned about CB radio and got into that for a while. And then pirate radio around that, uh, around that same time. And I think it probably came from, you know, the CBs at one time were licensed 
Uh, do you remember? You guys probably weren't. Neither, none of us were around for this. Uh, it was the late 70s, uh, mid to late 70s when CBs were, were licensed, actually, I think. Hmm. Sometime in the 70s. And then what happened was it became so popular that, uh, that it, they were selling so quickly and that people were adopting this technology so fast that the FCC, you know, they couldn't even handle it. They, people were just operating without licenses and the FCC would, you know, try to enforce it. But there was so much to, to enforce. And, and well, it's also mobile. A lot of CB radios too. are in yeah. cars, so you can't go and track these people down. So, you know, it's a pretty difficult task for them to uh, tackle. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea being that uh, the more pirate radio or community radio or micro radio stations uh, that there are out there, the more difficult it becomes for the FCC. Mm-hmm. In the same way, as we were talking about earlier, the more non-cooperation there is, period, across the board, especially in a concentrated area, the more difficult it is. So whether we're talking about people not paying parking tickets or people operating their own radio stations, more is better, and more in a concentrated area is better as well. And I think the same thing would happen if all the uh, 40 million pot smokers in the world would take their seeds and just go plant them out somewhere. Uh, You know, there are going to be marijuana plants just popping up everywhere if they just randomly would go out and do that to where at some point it would just become so common that they wouldn't be able to combat it. Nature would take over and, uh, you know, they'd be fighting a losing battle. It was uh, Mark Emery, I think, that that originally coined that concept, Operation Overgrow. Overgrow the government. (laughs) Let's go to your phone calls. David is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hi. I was just briefly going to ask... what argument did you use to win the, against the ticket? And it was just a parking ticket, the kind with a meter, right? Well, I don't argue. You don't want to argue with with bureaucrats. Uh, Mark Stevens will uh, is one of this is one of the things he teaches in his book Adventures in Legal Land, which you can pick up at markstevens.net. That's Mark with a C. Uh, but one of the points he makes is that you don't want to argue with uh, with a bureaucrat. You want to ask questions. And that's pretty much what we did when we were up there. We we asked questions, and most of them weren't answered. Um, it's really just a matter of, it wasn't an argument or anything like that. It was just a matter of challenging it. It was just a matter of going to court over it because most people don't do that. And we're talking about the parking ticket that I was, uh, that was littered on my car, uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire. And now, I think that you probably went to court mostly because you're you. I'm of the opinion that the reason that they didn't take my parking ticket to court is because it's not worth their trouble to take parking tickets to court, David. Um, all oh, you would have yeah. to do, and I don't know what it's like uh, in the rest of the country, but I think that this is probably true most places, is you go, you complain about it. I went the day of, I went straight from getting my ticket to the police station, complain about it, and then they'll give you a court date, and then you go for the court date, and then they'll give, you know, it's not actually a court date. They'll give you some kind of arraignment or something like that. You did go to an arraignment, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and then they'll set a court date. And then after that, they'll keep on bumping it off until they get to nine months, at which point they have to, uh, to uh, you know, flush it because they just don't have the manpower and the time and the money to prosecute these things. But also in Ian's case, and of course they didn't actually give any kind of explanation as to why he ruled not guilty of any, not. any kind of findings in law. Uh, he has no obligation to do that. They didn't even give me a notice. Yeah, well, they, they they launched off into the trial and and rushed to get their witness up there to prevent you from uh, you know asking any questions of the court and that sort of thing. And they didn't even bother to ask if you're ready for trial, which is one of the things the supposed judge is supposed to do. Then when the witness sits down in the chair, the judge testifies that uh, she's there to testify that the car was parked in in this certain spot on this such and such date at this such and such time. And it's like, well, you know. If, if you're going to testify for the witness, why does the witness even need to be up there? So they made so many mistakes in this trial, it's hard to say why they threw it out. But 
I think they also had pictures that were taken, uh, you know, weeks later after the ticket was issued, which are completely irrelevant. So they had a just a shoddy case. They usually do, by the way. That's an mm-hmm. important thing to point out here, is that their their process is all about intimidation, David. The, the court system, the so-called justice system, now and then there's actually justice because you've got two parties that are, you know, there's a complaint, somebody actually hurts somebody. That's yep. fine. I think that's good. I think they should be dealing with that stuff. But otherwise, in, in cases like parking tickets or speeding tickets or a cannabis or open container or riding the bike on the sidewalk, that kind of thing, this nonsense crap. Uh, it's all about intimidation. The idea is, all right, well, you want to challenge this ticket? Fine. Here's your arraignment date. Yeah. And then they you go give into, it, They give you the shotgun of charges, too. They pile on If charges. they can do that, they certainly will because they want to intimidate you into taking the plea bargain. So you show up to the arraignment, and they, they call you. They, they want to try to cut a deal with you. All right, look, you know, we know you don't want to go to trial. It's, you know, so here, we'll give you this if you just take this plea bargain. And, of course, 98 or 97 or 99 percent of the people there will take the plea bargain, which means they don't actually have to present a case. They don't even have to have a case. They can just bluff you all the way through a plea bargain, and that's it. That's all they have to do. So if people actually start saying not guilty, or as I do, I refuse to plead, and they put in a, uh, a not guilty, which is interesting. He actually checked that I pled not guilty. Not true. At uh, the arraignment, I did not. Uh, mm. I did not plead anything. Anyway, I'll so, have to look for that book though. Adventures in Legal and great sounds, book. Mark good. Stevens is the author. MarkStevens.net. So anyway, the idea is you over you overload the system. They are hurting people. They are aggressing against people. And if these people who are being victimized, that's what it is. They're being victimized by this system and these people in it. If these people would stop taking the plea bargain and instead of going and just paying the darn tickets, if they went down there and said, go ahead, schedule me a trial. And, uh, you know, if, if 10% of the parking tickets uh, went and did that, it would just crush the system. Not to mention the courts in New Hampshire are already completely loaded. broke. Yeah, they're already and then they overloaded. would have to. And, and you know, I, it, it, when it comes to parking, there needs to be some solution. It's just that this one's crappy. And if, if their current solution gets smashed, then they have to come up with a better solution. Because this one stinks. Hey, David, thanks for the call. We're out of time for tonight. We will return tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Visit Sam at ObscureTruth.com. See you tomorrow. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keen. Keen is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.